Second, please. Please, Mr. Kennedy. I'm on. I don't want to go. Don't show me in the outer space. Oh, please. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVDs for Redbox. I'm your host, Robert Francis Fallon Jr., and with me is Casey, Casey Patrick Brady. Patrick Brady. I, did, I guess you didn't know about that. I don't know. I didn't. Um, so, <laughs> this week we're going to do something a little bit different since it's the end of the year. Uh, we're going to perform our second annual Redbox Awards. In honor of our top fives, we have a whole slew of <laughs> top fives ranging from best action to best picture. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I know you are too. Very excited. So, the whole year came down to this. Yeah, a whole year on one piece Accumulation? of paper. Yes. Well, both sides. Yeah, both, both <laughs> sides. Um, but first of all, Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas. I think happened since our last episode, and Happy New Year in advance. This you should think come it out. Did? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I can't remember. Um, um, but uh, this should be coming out the last day of the year. So Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. It was very good. How was yours? I was sick as a dog, but it still was really good to watch uh, my daughter open her gifts. And uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I made the most of it. As you could probably tell in my voice that I still have the lingering effects of a head cold. But mm-hmm. what can you do? Except the Take second. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could do that. Rest. <laughs> Drink some orange juice. Yeah. Chicken noodle soup. But 2014, I thought it was a good year for us. I think podcast wise, yeah, it was. I think we grew a little bit more. Yeah. We grew not only in audience numbers, but we grew in terms of knowledge, taste, comfort, uh, comfort, opening our minds. Yeah, to I more think a things. little bit, a little bit. So, yeah, your ups and downs throughout the year, but I think if you look at it from the beginning to the end, it's definitely trending upward. It's yeah. Um, we had five guests appearances, which was more than a year before. Mm-hmm. I know we haven't had any in quite a while, but it's just really a scheduling thing. That's yes. basically it, but. Um, our second full year doing this thing. I thought the movies, I don't know if there was, you know, I think it was a better year for our, our movies mm-hmm. to review. From what I remember, it's hard to remember the year before, but. Um, I, it's hard to say. I feel like our movies are pretty much the same. There's a mix of some just really good fun movies, some good artsy indie films. Um, but that was the same as last year, I feel, so... I just felt like there was less scraping the bottom of the barrel. Maybe we just did a better job picking mm-hmm. movies to review. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can continue to improve in that area moving forward. I think we've discussed even if there's really nothing good coming out... We just don't just do it. skip that week. Yeah. I think that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like Scary Movie 5 and... We didn't really have anything that bad, necessarily. Yeah, I was actually surprised my worst films were... N- I mean, they're bad. But, in, but they're not yeah. the worst yeah. I've ever seen. Like, I wasn't so saddened that I wasted two hours of my life. Right. And wanted to kill yourself. and Just exactly. like I did many times the year before. Wow, well, that's a little no, depressing. No, I'm just kidding. This is a festive time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... Good year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully next year is even better. But I say, 
you know, we talk about TV sometimes on the podcast. Somewhat. So, we'll just forgive it. The first category will be the best TV mm-hmm. of the year that we yeah. watched. Yeah, you watched probably a lot more than I did. Probably. This year, I didn't really watch any. Uh, more so in the beginning, I watched a little bit. Um, but lately, I haven't. So, mine is a pretty weak. I mean, it's uh, one of those things where it's just the thing me and my wife can do together. We DVR shows, and we watch them. And mm-hmm. since this year, I decided to keep track of, like, I anticipated this kind of list coming, so I... Did a better job of keeping track as the year went, so... so yeah, understandable. But, uh, so mine, mine, we'll start off with yes. Idiot Abroad. Uh, Ricky Gervais had his, uh, friend go around, Is around the Seven Wonders. Panikin, Tag, Tarkin, something kin, right? Was the friend's name? Uh, I'm but, blanking, uh, I know it. Um, yeah, it's some crazy British name. Sorry, I just... Pinkington, right? Pelkington. Yes. What's the first name, though? Tom Pelkington? No. Nah. But anyway, he <laughs> went to like the Seven Wonders of the World, and at pretty much all of them, he was just like, what is the point of this? Like, I don't enjoy this at all. They made sure he had terrible hotels, and it was really funny to watch him. But then on a deeper level, like he's accurate. He's right about certain things. Um, and then some of, the, some of the places he goes, he has really good... Um, self-discovering moments so there was a really good mixture of of both um number four bob's burgers i think the funniest i've never seen it uh i think <laughs> the way <laughs> let me tell you that i've never seen it um <laughs> sorry i think it's the funniest out of all the cartoons out right now have um, you seen archer a lot of people are i do like that archer. he's the same voice Is it actor the sa- same voice yeah, actor yeah. um parks and rec loved this year it was really good it was the final season um or is that the next That's season? That's the next one. Okay. They just ended the filming of that. Mm. Um, number two, House of Cards. Still haven't seen it. This season was epic. Just completely epic. Um, he gets to the point that you believe he's going to get to. And that all now all I'm wondering is, what is next? Is it global domination? <laughs> and what could it be? Um, so that's really cool. And then Sherlock. Amazing season villain. Three. Season season three. Um, amazing villain this year. Is it the first time they had Moriarty? Or no, that was season two, right? Uh, he appears, I think, in season one for one episode or so, maybe two. Season two, he's the main villain. Sherlock, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything for you. He's but, just not around, let's assume? Well, so, well, no, Sherlock is and Moriarty. Mm. Something big happens in season three. It gets resolved and then a new villain comes in. Okay. And he is, he's a pretty good rival to Sherlock. Better than Moriarty was. Really? And that's yeah. saying something, because didn't you love the take on him? No, I hated the take You on liked him. the take on him in uh, the Robert Downey Jr. movies? More so than okay. this, yeah. Gotcha. Not that the Robert Downey Jr. <clears throat> movies were that good, though. Yeah. Alright, well, I have ten, but I'll blow past. I'll blow through them. Uh, number ten, Grace Point. Number nine, Survivor. I just thought they had a good year. I don't like putting... I, I thought they didn't, but the, I didn't see the it. The season in, that started in February was really good. This past one was, was fun. It oh, ended had, strong. There's two seasons a year. I don't really like putting reality shows in my end-of-year top ten television show list because it's the same pretty much every time, but I just couldn't find anything better, basically, so <laughs> that's why I threw it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, Masters of Sex. 
I think it was in my top five last year, but season two, while still good, or just wasn't as good as the first season, in my opinion. Number seven would be BoJack Horseman, the Netflix series. That made it. Yeah, man. You said number two? Seven. Seven, seven, seven. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I thought it really got stronger in in the second half, and they just released a Christmas special on Netflix, which I watched and was actually really good, too. Was it? Yeah. That's really surprising <laughs> that you liked it that much. Yeah, it, it grew on me the more and more I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, The Leftovers. Uh, hit or miss for a lot of people, I realize, but I actually really came to in, to enjoy that show. It was a show where we we got started. We watched the first five weeks as it came. Then we, we went on vacation or something. We lost track. Mm-hmm. And it took us forever to watch those last five episodes. But once we did, we blew through them, and I thought they were really good. Number five, Fargo, the uh, FX yeah. adaptation of the Coen Brothers film. One of your favorite films. Yes, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Started off slow, there's no doubt, but if you can get through the first three, maybe four episodes, it will really hook you in, and uh, it's it's really well done. Billy Bob Thornton is an amazing villain in that. Hmm. Uh, number four, True Detective. Another yeah. HBO show. Okay, that was the number one on most people. Yeah, um, and it's really, really good. It's just, it was I think, only it was, eight episodes. It's still the first season, right? Yeah, it was the first season. It's one of those shows where it's going to be a completely different story, different cast each season. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson were amazing. Great story. It was another one of those shows that, that uh, took like three or four episodes for me to really get into it. And since it was only eight episodes long... I don't know. It just couldn't crack my top three, but there is one sequence in episode four at the end that is probably the best uh, scene of any television show in 2014. Okay. My number three is another Netflix original, Orange is the New Black. Mm -hmm. Season two, even better than the season one that I enjoyed so much. I, I really like how they... The main character... It's still a big part of the show, but really, season two is all about this more of the supporting cast, and and I just love that the show is able to do that. You know, if the main character is not a part of the story and it can still make it work, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. My number two, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones had, in my opinion, the best season yet of the show. Um, yeah, last year I think it was like four or five, and I enjoyed it a lot, but. This season, they really, they really, they, d- stepped, it they stepped it up. I felt like the you had so many classic moments that I don't want to even say because spoilers and all that. But mm-hmm. my number one television show for 2014, Mad Men. Wow! Part it was only seven episodes. Part one of season seven or eight. I apologize, I can't remember. But man, they really packed it in for those seven episodes. I think there was one episode that I didn't love, but literally every other episode was so good. I feel like Mad Men gets better every single season. Like, almost every episode, it just gets better and better. I Mm -hmm. love that show so much, and I don't even know if I could explain why. It's just one of those shows that just... It just captures you. If you're in it, you're definitely in it, I guess, so to speak. I I do want to watch that show. How many seasons is it? You said seven? Yeah, and this is the... This spring will be the final seven episodes, and it's all on Netflix. So, I would like to at watch that it. point. You could catch up. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, 
Well, wait till it's all out then. Yeah. Then yeah. watch it. Well, yep. Yeah, I didn't get into it until season five. Yeah, I called up, but okay, definitely a show worth catching up and watching. It's a character show, right? Absolutely. So There's no real plot-driven mechanics. Like you're not saying, "Oh my God, is Don Draper going to get the job?" Nothing like that. It's just like, what's going on in his life? Oh, okay. Okay. But let's move on to our next category, and uh, that is what else we watched. Top five. So we'll honor that little segment of our yeah. our weekly show. And I don't know about for you, but my in honor of The Godfather Part 1 and 2, I made this list. Since that was uh, movies that we reviewed that weren't a Redbox release, and it was like the best thing I watched all year. Oh, I just did. made it like in honor of. Not I didn't want to put it on the list. Okay. Because I didn't put because it was a main review, but I just want to give a shout out to how great those movies are. Mm-hmm. Um, then this was a hard list for me. Was it because you watch so many movies throughout the year? I think. See, I've, for you though, it's nice because you keep track of all of it. I literally just <laughs> look through uh, our our website, the Redbox Report uh, dot com, and just I know you type in a couple. Thank of God movies. I do right. Yeah, because I, I put them all them. actually. You put them all. All that we talk about, I do try to put in. Okay. In there. Okay, uh, but I I use that, and um, I definitely I don't always talk like if I watch say eight or nine movies in a week, I don't talk about all of them. Um, so my resolution, as it was for last <laughs> year, is to keep track of every single movie. Right. I don't care about rating it or anything. Just yeah, I watched it. I want to know that I watched it. So that's a good call. Um, I guess we could alternate uh, who goes first with these lists as we go along. Uh, yeah, so okay. you, you can go first um, this time. Yeah, I'll kick it off. My number five is a movie I haven't even talked about on the podcast yet because I just watched it this past week. Uh, it's The Wind Rises. Okay, yeah. It's the Hayao Miyazaki, is it how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Uh, his final film for Studio Ghibli. And man, did he... <laughs> Make it his best. I mean, it's a masterpiece, and I can't wait to talk more about it. The more I think about it, I just watched it four days ago, and it's like all I can think about. It's going up and up in my estimation. I actually had to fix my top ten from 2013. The Wind Rises is now number six on last year's top ten for me. Just a masterpiece masterpiece in art and story. Everything, the culmination of his entire career... I can't wait for you to watch it. That's I actually have been I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, so Yeah, it's it's gonna be worth it, in my opinion. My number four is The Apartment. A movie that I ended up recommending to you with the film club, but I did watch it for the first time in the beginning of the year. Uh, I didn't add any of those that I recommended to you. Oh uh, that I did watch. I probably before. shouldn't have, but Well no no, I fully understand. <laughs> I pro- I probably should have added them, but Okay. I thought not to. <laughs> Yeah, but just a great, great old movie. You know, we talked about it. I wish I had wrote the episode, actually, that we talked about it. But it's out there if you use your search function. My number three is uh, Amares Peros, the Mexican movie from the director of Birdman, uh, Inaratu. It's the that movie I talked about where the three stories come together, and it the title is translated to Life's, Love's a Bitch. It's three love, different kinds of love stories that kind of collide, and and he's got a bunch of movies like that, but none that work nearly as well as this. It was obviously one of my favorite movies that I watched all year. Mm-hmm. 
My number two is Out of Sight, the uh. George Clooney movie uh, with Jennifer Lopez, and he's a con man that Didn't you keeps already see escaping it before this? No, I. It was one of the first movies I watched of 2014. Oh. I actually think I watched it on January 2nd of the year, and it it stayed there the whole year. It stayed up here. It's. It was one of those movies where my whole life I thought it was just a romantic comedy, but it turned out to be way more than that. And uh, if if Je the fact that Jennifer Lopez is in it is holding anyone back from seeing it, I say ease those fears and watch it. But my number one other movie that I watched this year that we didn't review, blah, 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 is The Bridge on the River Kwai. Another movie I recommended to you, actually. So. Mm-hmm. My New Year's resolution last year was to try to really make an effort to catch up on classics, and this was the, my favorite one that I caught up on. Can't say much more about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really love that I remember talking about it. Uh, yeah, it definitely was a great classic. So, How about your top five? My top five. Uh, let me start it off with The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, Her Lover. Um, mm -hmm. It is, uh, I don't know if you remember me talking about it too much, but... Uh, it's definitely like a play style uh, type of film where uh, Michael Gamden um, is the... He's not the lead. Well, he is pretty much the lead. Well, there's not any specific lead. Um, ensemble. Yeah, it is pretty... Uh, more so like an ensemble. It's a uh, black comedy. Not I didn't find it that funny, mm -hmm. but the characters themselves are so fascinating to watch. And it's typically I don't like these type of films at all. I, I I don't like plays too much, but this film really stood out this year. I just loved it. Uh, I had to watch it over a couple days, but I I want to go back and rewatch it. I, there's As so much. There's so much to this <clears throat> film, uh, more so than just the story, just the characters, uh, even more than just the way it's directed. There's so much underneath all of it. That's the best um, kind of movie. It absolutely is. I rewatched Kill Bill, but then it was so good. I watched Kill Bill Volume Two for the first time. Okay, loved it so much. Uh, I can't believe I didn't like it ever. Uh, the first one. This is Tarantino. I don't want to say at his best because he's definitely done better, but this is Tarantino quality. It is. I don't know why I ever yeah, doubted and it. And I'm the same way. I because I remember seeing it before I was really a Tarantino head. And uh, for some reason, I just don't remember liking it very much. So I'm definitely looking forward to rewatching. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and correcting my wrongs. You really <laughs> should, because I, when I watched it, I was so surprised. Besides the first, like, five minutes, there's some fight scene. It's not good. I didn't feel like it was. Once you get past that, the film is so good. Um, the next one is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Watched it for uh, the first time this year as well. That was another classic uh, I caught up on their duo, their their combination together, them working together. This is the first film uh, you recommended. Uh, what was it? The, the Sting. sting. Uh, I prefer the, the Sting, but you did well. To me, they're, they're way better in this. Um, all the action, but the story, the way it's directed, how when they go to Mexico, when it's fast forwarded a little bit. Um, I just loved this film. I really did. Then. Uh, his Girl Friday. Um, one of our guests sent us a big list. Tyler Smith, I Tyler believe. Smith. And this was on it, I believe. So I, I, I loved the... Uh, I know I watched Station Agent, he recommended. 
Um, yeah, I watched a few different ones from his list as well. Exactly, and this was one of them, and it was by Howard Hawks. I want to watch all of his films. This, His Girl Friday is I've never awesome. seen it. It's so good. Um, and then my last one is one that you need to rewatch again, uh, Zodiac. Yes, I do. It is insanely good. I can't. Everybody says it. I can't believe if this. If we had like the biggest surprise, um, what else we watch? It would easily be on it because I watched it and wow, it is just crazy good. It really is. Yeah, I, it's so fun to watch. That's the thing. That's a lot of these films are really good, but that they're not always like the funnest movie to watch. This was so good and fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, and I love Fincher. It's so weird. I love every all the actors well except Robert Downey Jr. but I love most of the actors involved and everything about it screams like a movie that I would love but for some reason it just didn't hit me back then that was seven years ago I wouldn't rewatch it and I might try to actually rewatch it when we to coincide with our review of Gone Girl in a few weeks or whenever that comes out mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's a good call yeah I... so our next category is worst rental we don't typically want to focus on the negative uh, in these year-end awards, but we can razzie it up for one category. I mean, Absolutely. there were some bad movies that we reviewed. There were, but surprisingly not as bad as last year. Um, yeah, I would agree. Like my number five, Devil's Do. Uh, I put that because I have no idea what that film is. <laughs> no and we idea. reviewed it. If I don't remember it at all... Not a good sign. Not at all. <laughs> uh, then Escape Plan is my number four... With Arnold Schwarzenegger hmm. and... Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it, really. I thought it had its... But it's not good, for no, sure. No, it's not. 300 Rise of an Empire. God-awful. If it wasn't so... for Eva Green, I thought she was amazing. So that <laughs> saved it for me. Really? <laughs> uh, it In every just, way. It was so disappointing. So yeah. disappointing. Um, <laughs> Fast and Furious 6. How do people at all like this franchise? God awful needs. I I don't know. I don't know why they even made it a seventh. So bad. See, and I actually enjoyed this one more than any of the other ones I've seen, which I've only seen the first and the fifth. I believe the first one is. I can understand why they decided to make a sequel because the first one was good for its time. Um, well, to an extent, it was good. Mm -hmm. But every other one has been so bad. I feel like this one was a so bad, it's good almost. Like, they... Oh. I don't know. I just had fun with it. Maybe I was in a great mood that day. That's probably what it is, because I really don't like those movies in general. And then my number one, 47 Ronin. Wow. Wow. It's... It would be in my top... I would say top 30 worst films. Ever. Yeah. Which is pretty bad, because I've seen some... That's bad pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well... I got, my number five is The Other Woman. The Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann. Yeah. The uh, Jamie Lannister mm -hmm. and Kate Upton. Who's this? What a waste. It, it, I thought it was a... Uh, and again, like, there was definitely worse movies on our bottom fives last year. But to me, this was just a miss on every level. But in the end, harmless. My number four, Liam Neeson's Nonstop. I really did not like that movie. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't. Um, I saw what they were going for, but for me, again, it came down to execution. It, it was trying to be taken on a plane, essentially, or something similar to that, using Liam Neeson and his newfound action career. 
but for me it was just predict not even predictable but just contrived and poorly made and it did was, not enjoy it it's meant Neeson can at least you know he can at least entertain you a little bit usually even in this film he did <laughs> I guess agree to disagree but number three I'm surprised you didn't have Transformers Age of Extinction <clears throat> I the reason why I didn't put that on there is there is one scene that was actually extremely good, and that's when uh, it basically looks like what was it, City of God? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was like I don't even know how to describe it. It was it was actually a really good scene, so that kept it out. And I, I can understand that because Into the Storm probably falls into that category for me. We talked about it last week, but the mm -hmm. one scene really kept it from being one of the worst movies ever. Understand. Well, that might be overstating, but Transformers so long. So boring, so terrible. It's it's not the worst made movie, but it's just it was one of the, the movies that we reviewed where I wanted my time and money back. Mm -hmm. My number two is Devil's Do as well. That was the found footage uh, horror movie where yeah, I can't remember much either, but I just remember she, it, it being was a terrible. Baby. Right? It was yes. almost like Rosemary's Baby. She was pregnant baby. and she was going crazy. Found footage. Yeah. It was not good at all. <laughs> and my number one, of course, is 47 Rain, because what else could it be? That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely. Top 30 is generous. I'm saying at least top 20. Worst ever. And it could be. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to make that list at some point, but... Oh, God, that was so, so bad. It was. On every single level. Well, for our... Next top five, we're going to go a little bit lighter. Uh, let's do top five animated movies. Or top four in this case. Because that's four. all the animated movies yeah, we have. Yeah, which is surprised. I feel like last year we watched a lot more animated Yeah, and also for horror movies. I guess every year we're going to have to change, the change us up a little bit. Because as we go into genres, some years you're going to have more of a certain one. And some years yeah. you won't. Cause but yeah, top, well, we had top five horror movies. Yeah, last I think year we, we only did. had like three we, or four. I most. had two. Two. That I considered. I had uh, Devil's Do and Enemy, I guess you could consider a horror movie, but. That's. that's and that's even debatable. So yeah. it just was no, we can't have a horror. So we have a couple new ones, but we'll get to that. We have animated here. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll. Did I start it? No, you started off, man. Okay, I will. Uh, Take <laughs> my, your turn. My number four is Despicable Me 2. It's. I just don't like that franchise. I do. I did like the second one better than the first, mm -hmm. but not by much. And that's not really saying a whole lot. I think I give it a six or a six and a half. Um, none of the animated movies we watched were terrible, but none were necessarily fantastic either. My number three is Frozen, a movie that I've now seen at least 50 times. It's gone down since my first watch, but it it's it's a okay kids movie. I mean, it has its charms here and there. How to Train Your Dragon 2 is my number two. And this surprises me because two weeks ago, before we reviewed it on the podcast, I would have said it was my number one. Yeah, I feel like when you watched it and you came back here, you were like, you loved it so much. I did. I feel like I you, did. at one point you had it as your number one movie of the year before you watched a whole bunch of other yeah. ones. But it's still... Now like, it's down at number eight or nine. That's I no actually dropped it. Well, I haven't seen a really a lot of movies from this year, but... Yeah. 2014? 
Yeah, I still haven't. This I this is the least amount of times I've probably been in a theater since I was like 14 years old. Mm. But uh, yeah, I I came out of that theater experience just sky high, even like I was on a dragon myself. But uh, a rewatch on plain old DVD at home really made the the fallacies really shine brighter than they did in the theaters when I was enthralled by the magic of the visuals. But uh, my number one. The Lego Movie, a movie that is—I liked it when I saw it in theaters, but we bought it on Blu-ray, and it's a movie that has stayed consistently good each time I've seen it, and I've probably seen that at least thirty or forty times too. So, it's—it is the better movie between uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two and The Lego Movie. Uh, mine is extremely similar to your list. I just switched Frozen and Despicable Me Two. Frozen was so 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 bland. Yes. Um, that I was shocked how bland it was. I thought Disney Disney at least does some things with their films. Uh they're not always they're not as good as Pixar is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um almost not even as good as DreamWorks. Um I wouldn't go that far, yeah. but it's starting to dip below them a little bit. Yeah. Or it's just starting to. I think that's why it probably made so much money it was it was so bland. Could uh, you know was harmless, just completely. Bleh. Maybe that maybe that's true, but people love it, yeah. and I have no idea why. No idea why. Besides the song, which is pretty catchy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah yeah. You hear it enough times though, and it's yeah. Despicable Me too. Still kind of bland. Sometimes I laugh, sometimes I didn't. I don't really like the franchise either. Not as much as others. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon two. Great in so many ways, and terrible in so many ways. Uh, but the greatness does help it along. And the Lego movie, surprising to me how good it was. Um, yeah. I don't think I love it anywhere near as much as you do. I'd say 8.5 out of 10. I wouldn't even say that. Maybe I gave it an 8.5. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, it's at the bottom of my top 10 right now. But I mean, it's again, good. I haven't seen it. It's good, but nothing <clears throat> spectacular. Yeah. Let's get into our new category for this uh, second annual. It's... The action movie genre. Yeah. Uh, because I just feel like in our top overall top tens, well, that was English, top tens, we usually have the drama. You have, you know, Yeah, we did action. get rid of drama, didn't we? Yeah, because I just figured it would be... Too similar to top. Very much, very too similar. But action, you can get a good blockbuster in there that surprised or, you know, mm-hmm. it just, I feel like it, it gives us a chance to talk about movies that we liked that might not come up again in later categories. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, so go ahead. I'll, I'll start it off. My number five is Wolverine. Um, the reason why I put it there is besides the actual, I guess, action at the very end, the big epic battle, which should be in every action movie or is in every action movie, um, was it, that was terrible. But everything before it was, I actually thought, really good. Um, it almost made my top five cinematography um, list. The the arrow the arrow scene uh, when he is trying to march towards the mountain, and you have all the the ninjas shooting arrows at him, and he's slowly walking. Um, I I believe the Asian culture allows for beautiful scenery. Yeah. Um, the cherry blossoms on like I just love the cherry blossoms. Yeah. Him in the black uh, komodo, you know, or whatever you call it. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. Him as an actor playing Wolverine. He's great as Wolverine. He is incredible as Wolverine. 
Um, and and I liked that it was more of a character piece. W- it was. Than your typical X-Men Wolverine movie. Exactly. Uh, number four, Snowpiercer. Uh, another great film. Uh, I have to say, this is where the, the my list, I think, improves big time. Wolverine, I, I really enjoyed. Snowpiercer is way above. Yeah. Way above Wolverine. Um, what's Who's the main guy? Evans? Um, Chris Evans. Chris yes. Evans. Wow. Who saw that coming? I am you know, shocked that didn't he Didn't know he had it in him. Yeah. Um, and he really did a great job in that movie. Absolutely. Then Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, I feel like I know where that might be on your list. <laughs> but, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, no, like, to me, that was a shocking film. I didn't believe that was yeah, going to be that good. Absolutely. I thought, okay, it might be good. Uh, Tom Cruise is always good, even though we don't think he is. Um, or we maybe don't want him to be. I don't know. But he, he's really good in this. Emily Blunt's awesome in this. Um, the whole idea, the way they did it, the idea is cool, but I can definitely see how it would have been so badly done, uh, repeating the same day over and mm-hmm. over and over again. They do it a fantastic job. X-Men. Uh, I don't know if you... I don't think you agree with me Days of much. Future Past? Days of Future Past. Love this film. I really, really, really love this film. Um, yeah. To me, the action is awesome. There's so much great action. And then Guardians of the Galaxy number one. is number one. We'll talk a lot more about that later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'll just say X-Men Days of Future Past just missed my list. Probably number six here. But my number five is Catching Fire, Hunger Games Part 2. Okay. So you're starting um, off like me, kind of low. Yeah, it's a light 8 out of 10, probably. I thought it was just as good as the first... Better in some areas, lesser in some areas. But I, I do enjoy the series. It's I've, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. It's what, a weird thing for me because it's a movie series that I enjoy. I look forward to watching, but on DVD. I've never seen one in the theaters, and I don't... For some reason, I just have no desire to go see them in the theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy them as a home-viewing experience. Um, my number four is Snowpiercer. As you said, it's that was a surprise for me as well. I know it got good reviews, but at the time, it just seemed like so dark and dull, just from previews and stuff that I had seen. But it it really and is the premise a premise to me. Such an interesting idea. Really, I movie. thought. I thought oh, yeah, I remember we were completely bipolar. I thought takes. it was going to be the. I thought it was the dumbest idea for a film. <laughs> it was going to be one of those. It's so bad, it's going to be funny type of films. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I remember we arrived at the, about the same place, but from the complete opposite ends. Yeah, yep. Just like in the movie. That's super weird. Yeah. My number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. What? I am... A movie that I love. I absolutely love. I would consider buying it and watching it on loop. It's uh, a movie, yes, I'm sure we will talk about it more in the future, but... A movie that I will watch with a smile on my face the entire running time. I'm literally shocked it's your number three. Really? No, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I, I want to know what your number two is. <laughs> my number two is Edge of Tomorrow. That's a shocking. A movie I more. love. A movie I absolutely love. And I... It's so close between Guardians of the Galaxy and Edge of Tomorrow. I was tempted to put Guardians ahead of it after the second watch, but... I'm going to stick with my guns and uh, say Edge of Tomorrow is the better movie 
I just think Emily Blunt is so badass. The, the concept, the humor, everything about it. As an action movie, it's almost perfect. Mm -hmm. But what basically is perfect as an action thrill ride roller coaster is Gravity. My number one action movie. I guess you might not consider it an action movie, but... I, I didn't put it as an action movie. I could see that. But to me, it has just three awesome action set pieces yeah. in a different kind of way than I, a typical action movie. I can fully but, agree with you. I'm okay with that. But uh, it's in my top 50, 75 movies of all time. I think it's now, Has it gone such down any at all for you? Not really, surprisingly, because I did expect it to. And I did watch it again at home, mm -hmm. once on Blu-ray and once on HBO. And... I didn't have the same experience from theaters, obviously, but it did bring back elation, and I I still think of it pretty much the same way. Even now, yes, like after several months away. Surprisingly, yes. Because there, I, there's definitely some like movies I've seen that I at the time loved. I know they're incredible, but eight months down the road, yeah, I, I will you. never think of them ever again in my life. It. I did not have the How to Train Your Dragon two effect with Gravity. Okay. <laughs> um. Yes, our next genre is comedy. <laughs> we had exactly... F no, no, we had more than five. Yeah, because there are some you could consider comedies. I don't even know... There's only one on here that I thought was, was borderline. Good. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought... I had a... <laughs> I thought all of mine are pretty good, actually. And I, I actually even left one or two off that I thought were pretty good. That's crazy to me. Well, I'll just kick it off. My number five, Inkman 2. Didn't enjoy it that much. Uh, I thought it was better than the first one, mainly because of not of the funniness, uh, because it's not that funny. But the action scene was better. The brawl. Number four, Bad Grandpa. You hated it. I, actually, I didn't hate it. I it laughed. has its moments, but there was some brutal stuff and some funny stuff. So I mean, I laughed a good deal at it, so I had to include it. Neighbors. Um, I thought that was decently funny. Once again, not anywhere near what I thought it was going to be based off of everyone else's rave reviews at the time. Mm -hmm. um, 22 Jump Street, another one that actually is funny. When I think what it is funny, but it's so much the same as 21 Jump Street. And it doesn't really stick with you. It doesn't, no. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, number one is The Wolf of Wall Street. That's completely fair. Uh, and go ahead. Oh, I'll tell you. I think it's the only time it ever touches a list. So really, yeah, I think so. Wow, that's yeah. surprising. But um, is it though? Come on, I, I didn't like it though. I mean, I liked it. The Wolf of Wall Street. I liked it. I didn't love it. Like okay, come on. Spoiler alert! Us, you could have left us hanging. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, my number five is uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. A movie that... I can't believe I didn't put that on there. Well, is it really uh, necessarily a comedy? I didn't view it as a comedy. Only because I don't know if I ever... I don't know. I don't know if I laughed. I don't know. See, it, comedies can be tough for me because sometimes if you laugh in a movie that might not even be meant as a comedy, do you still consider that a comedy for yourself? But I just put it on there because I didn't want to put Neighbors on my list. It's... I like, <laughs> I liked Neighbors. I think I gave it like a seven or seven and a half. But the Grand Budapest Hotel had uh, had its merits as well. It had uh, great cinematography, great uh, 
just shots in general, colors, and it's not even the comedy that itself that got it on its on this list for me. But it did have a few funny I, moments. Wes Anderson has a I, he's such a unique yeah director. It's hard to even classify his. True. That's I think that was too funny for her drama, too drama for her comedy. You know, <laughs> but. Yeah. My number four is 22 Jump Street. As you said, it's pretty much forgettable. But I did laugh quite a bit as I was watching it. And I really love the end credits, how they uh, do that little sequel bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, Anchorman 2. Not nearly as good as the first Anchorman, but uh, much better than I expected it to be. Um, I laughed quite a bit. The brick stuff was pretty bad. Brick and Kristen Wiig. It absolutely was. But still, love those characters. Love that story. Number two, Chef. It's more of a heartwarming, feel-good movie. But I laughed a good bit. I thought it was like a light... Not like a laugh out loud trying to make you laugh, but just like a yeah, laughing I, with them. I, <laughs> I just have a... I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't classify it as a comedy once again. I can understand it. But I just didn't want to have all the frat boy, you know comedies like Bad Grandpa on here. Yeah. You, put, you slandered your own list with that crap. But, <laughs> but yeah, my number one is The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, an amazing comedy and an amazing uh, movie in general. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the next two categories are going to deal with what did better than we expected and what did worst. Let's get the bad out of the way first. Our biggest disappointments of 2014. For this list, I feel like there weren't... I mean, I think I did a pretty good job with my expectations this year. I, I really mellowed <laughs> out. I didn't really have too big of disappointments or too big of surprises. Because um, I kept my, my expectations very uh, in the middle. Yeah. I tried to, but with some movies... That I the movies that I saw in theaters, I was able to keep my expectations expectations wow expectations in check. But for movies that I was looking forward to, that I waited until Redbox to actually watch, that's when I got in trouble with expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off. My number five is Godzilla, a movie I act I actually was really really looking forward to this movie. I wanted to go see it in theaters. Never got a chance to. I kept hearing good good things. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because, man, it was so dull. And there are things that I liked about it. When Godzilla is on screen, it's pretty darn good. He's on screen a total of five minutes of this two-hour movie, it feels like. And and I understand waiting. You know, you want to... You know, sometimes the danger you don't see is worse than the one you see, and you want to build anticipation, but it was just way too much. I didn't care about the human storylines at all, essentially. Not Brian Cranston yet. was was pretty cool, but uh, yeah, we'll see where that went. And, uh, yeah, so I was definitely disappointed with Godzilla. Another movie, number four, even, is Out of the Furnace. This was the Christian Bale, Casey Affleck. Yeah. It looked like my kind of movie, a drama, gritty drama set in the South, kind of like Mud, or a movie in that similar vein somewhat. Yeah. With Christian Bale, one of my favorite actors, and it looked so good from the things that I had seen, and it just was really bland, really dull, 
don't barely remember anything about it. And I, I even remember struggling to review that movie at the time because we literally had nothing to say about it. So I didn't think it was that bad. It's not terrible. I think I gave it a 6 out of 10, but it just was a big... Dis- I was really expecting it to contend for one of my favorite movies, yeah. and it did not. My number three, and this one is completely on me, Ender's Game. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I saw... this was, I don't watch a lot of trailers anymore, but this is one I saw, and I was like, man, this looks awesome. And it wasn't. I for whatever reason I got my hopes up for this movie and except for a very cool ending in my opinion like the the last 15 20 minutes were really good but the first half of this movie is just brutal terrible I almost made my bottom 5 of the year in fact but uh yeah and my number 2 were you going to say something no 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 rush uh Ron wow. Howard's rush I like this movie I actually I liked can't, it. What are you talking about? How is it on the disappointment? This isn't my bottom five. It's this is from it's, where my expectations are. I, get I don't it. understand I, that, but still, it can't have. It could not have disappointed you that much. It would be I, number two out of fifty some movies. Yeah, that's actually, crazy. Your <laughs> expectations wow. are a crazy thing. I expected to love this movie, and I just and you liked it. Re- like like it's a seven, seven, seven and a half out of ten. I just your rating like system is so out of whack. It, it kind of. I, I would you think this was going to be like a, a twelve or something? Like, <laughs> come on, I'm not going based on how many. It's all <laughs> in uh, in uh, how you picture it. But uh, just I just felt like the story was a lot emptier than I than it was going to be for me. And my number one biggest disappointment. That has already been on another one of these lists. It's the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, shut up! Because shut up. First of all, God. here's my journey with with Wes Anderson. God Anderson. is blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but uh, Ralph is, Fiennes is the best in this film. He's pretty good. He almost. I think that he didn't make my best actor, but he he could have. Eka, that's great. You are. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Wes Anderson. I never liked any of his movies at all, basically, until Fantastic Mr. Fox, one of my favorite movies of all time. Moonrise Kingdom, an awesome movie, made my top five or ten of that year. Mm-hmm. And this was his follow-up to Moonrise Kingdom. I'm like, I am completely turned around on Wes Anderson. This looks amazing. Reviews were sky high, made... The most money for a limited release, and man, my expectations could not have been higher. And I just liked it. Even liked it quite a bit. But I really was expecting it to be Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox level, and it just it just wasn't. I well. It is a movie that I would consider rewatching because there was a lot to like about it. Yeah. There's but, I don't think you get it. You just don't Oh get my it. god. I don't know. Maybe that could be it. But how about your disappointments? My number five... My number five is going to be... Frozen. Um, It made... How could you? (laughs) made so much money. Everyone loves it. I'm a sucker for kids' movies. I I like a lot of kids' movies. Yeah, they're easy to love. And this was not at all easy to love. 
Not at all. Because, you know, they speak to the inner child in you. Yeah, This but, one didn't. Oh, this one, no. There was nothing. This is so bland. Uh, four is Ender's Game. I kind of, same thing with me as with you. I saw the trailers. I knew it was one of those... Uh, acclaimed young, books. Acclaimed yeah. books, and uh, I thought, finally, we're going to have a good one. And we didn't. Nope. Um, <laughs> the Butler. Uh, that got a lot of critical success for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I just it, didn't have the expectations. I didn't like it um, either, though. Yeah, I didn't like it. Once again, kind of another bland movie. Sin City. I could see I that. I based that off the first one. Loved Sin City. Sin City, A Dame to Kill for. No. Um, kind of sad I watched it. See, with me, I have the same reaction as you, but I kind of expected it. See... Just I like with 300, Rise of a Fully Kingdom. understand with 300. But this, I thought you know, it was going to be the same. <laughs> we would have hoped. Um, and then my number one, by far, is Transcendence. Yeah, that that probably would have made my list. Except the reviews were so bad by the time we got to it that I w it had lowered my expectations back down. Uh, okay. But I was definitely really looking forward I to it. I think it made my top five most anticipated. Yes, I believe and it did. it crashed when I watched it. Crashed and burned. It did. I was. I thought it was going to be the counterpart to her. The idea, um, I thought Johnny Depp playing another serious role was going to be awesome. But no, um, he's just playing another weirdo role where he... Does these stupid makeup tricks and yeah, he's becoming so predictable. Yeah, very depressing. But why don't we talk about our surprises? Yes. Let's do that. Uh, I don't like my list. Looking at it, <laughs> I, I didn't. I was try. I wanted to try to add some movies that I wasn't going to add to other lists, but I didn't. So uh, X Men. I knew I was going to like it, um, but I didn't think I was going to love it. I love this film. I, do I know I you do. Love. I know you do. Number four, it's and okay. it really, I wish I would put this on all of my lists because I love this film, and I thought it was just going to be mediocre. Bad words. Mm. Um, See that? I know you did. You liked it. I, I think, liked it. Yeah. But I loved this. I was. It worked perfectly for me. Um, I kind of understand why you might not like it too much, but I thought it was hysterical throughout the entire film. Um, even the emotional cheesy part didn't make your top five comedies though. And I have no idea why. <laughs> Immediately, number one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, well, so wow. These I'm, things happen. Yes. Immediately, my number one. Um, There's a lot of movies. It's easy to overlook stuff. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it to everyone. Um, three, Desolation of Smog. Yeah. Hobbit was god-awful, the first one. The second one was... Pretty good. I don't want to say I loved it, but I liked it. Definitely an improvement. I, I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought this was just going to be another terrible Peter Jackson film. Now we have to see if the Battle of the Five Armies is going to be even better. I've already seen it. Oh. Uh, I, I won't say how it is. Um, but I can just tell you, Desolation of Smog was so much better than the first one. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. I think the entire week beforehand... I was like, I don't want to watch this crap. Come on, don't make me watch it. <laughs> Watched it, loved it. If I would have... Sorry. I saw that in theaters, so I kind of got ahead of myself. But if I would have waited for Redbox, it probably would have been a huge surprise for me as well. And then Guardians. Um, I understand. And by the time we got to it, once again, it was definitely... Uh, everyone loved it. I knew it was going to be good. Um, 
But in the beginning of the year, I thought it was going to tank. I thought yeah, it was going to be terrible. Yeah, I remember talking about it. I think um, it was one of my most anticipated, and you were like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when it got to me, I knew I was going to eventually like it. I knew it was going to be good. But wow, it is, it's beyond good. It's, it's close to the Dark Knight in the sense of how good it is. Though it is a complete opposite film. It's so light, whereas yeah, Dark Knight is That's so a pretty dark. good comparison, I think. Yeah. Uh, Alright, mine. You're, you're going to love some of these. Okay. My number five, Blended. The Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie. I'm okay with it. Because I... I would say it's number eight or nine, but... I was dreading to review that movie. I mean, Adam Sandler, he's the worst. Mm-hmm. But I actually kind of liked it. A little bit. It was like a six, six and a half. And I really expected it to be... Look, the fact that it's not on my top five worst rentals of the year... It's like a huge is surprise. a huge surprise. I fully... I can... I agree with that. My number four, Blue Jasmine. The Woody Allen movie with the Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. A movie that, just from the previews and the way people were talking about it, it just made it seem like a stiff old man movie, like boring drama. But... Surprisingly, I liked it a lot. I felt like her performance especially carried that movie through, mm-hmm. and it, it had a lot of character. Absolutely. I, for me, the, it had exactly what I thought it yeah. was going to be. So, Again, like this list, it's mostly just on me, if, mm-hmm. where I set my... Oh, yeah. Subconsciously yeah. set my expectations. With all of us, yeah. Yes. Number three for me, Noah. A movie that I started off anticipating quite a bit. But then, for some reason, as it got closer and closer, I'm like, I don't really want to see this. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get great reviews. didn't get bad reviews either, but I liked it a lot. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Especially, I love, love, love the first half of it. Second half, not as much. But it really took me by surprise how much I love the rock monsters and all this weird stuff oh. that I just was not expecting. And I love the director... Aronofsky, so I don't know why it would be a surprise, but it it, it just was. Um, that's surprising to me. That it made yeah, list. that was your number one surprise of the year, that it made my list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, Chef, a movie obviously that I love. I thought it was just going to be, uh, you know, middle of the road. Yeah, feel good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, harmless. People will like it. But I absolutely loved it, and I guess we might be talking about it more later on. But it was a huge surprise for me. Oh, wow. I don't know. As soon as I saw that preview, I was like, I'm going to love it. Really? Yeah. John Favreau, he's back. <laughs> he's back with a vengeance. My number one, Enemy. A movie that, you know, I liked Prisoners quite a bit. Uh, came down over time in my estimation, but same director as Prisoners, so I'm like, Okay, it's going to be another... I don't know how to explain it in my mind how I was thinking about this movie, but I did hear that it was like weird and one of these movies that you're going to have to decipher and all that. And again, we've talked about in the past, that could be hit or miss. And this one was a huge hit for me. Hmm. I actually, I should have probably put it on my list. I should have. We had a pretty good discussion about that if anybody wants to go back and... Uh, yeah. Uh, listen to it because I feel like that was one of our best reviews of the year. It actually it, it was a very good. It it was a movie that there's so much to talk about yeah, with it. Absolutely, um, because there's it's not like Mulholland Drive where I I feel like that's <laughs> just so crazy out there. Um, this film 
kind of goes down that road, but you can at least try to interpret things and try to follow storylines. And yeah, it wasn't as oblique as it might have seemed at first. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our best scores cool. slash soundtracks of the year. Yeah, I almost don't even want to do this list. I couldn't remember any of them. I really? Yeah, I couldn't remember one. And this, see, and this is like we talked about last year, much easier for me because I put the intros and outros together and I usually use a bit of the score for the intro so it's more ingrained in my yeah. head. For me, I, I feel bad, but... I mean, I'll just hey... Do, I'll do mine real quick. Okay. Let's pick up one week, too. It had Happy by... Good, um, catchy song. Whatever his Pharrell. name. Pharrell. Frozen. I actually really do enjoy this song. I, I won't lie. Uh, <laughs> Her. It was something on the moon. Yep. Uh, Flight on the moon or... Something like that. I know what you're talking about. Gravity. Um, just the immersion of the music um, making us feel... It, it wasn't just background background sound. It wasn't just, uh, just nice orchestrated music. It made us dwell, like delve further into the movie. Um, it was very immersive. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy... Um, not so much the score. Although I did think the score was good too. It was. Uh, I know we kind of said the score slash soundtrack. The soundtrack that is, is perfect. the highlight. Yeah, I love that. I love the soundtrack. It, it was great. It absolutely was. Um, my number five is her. Uh, we we landed on the moon, so I can't remember what it's called either. But even besides that song, I just liked how the score really melded with the tone. And mood of of the movie. You just thought of another I just, one inside that... Lewin Davis. <laughs> How could I ever <laughs> not put that on there? Immediately, number two. <laughs> Immediately, I can understand. No doubt. Oh, wow, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, her just it really fit the tone and mood of the movie. Uh, number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly as you explained. Number three, Twelve Years a Slave, again. A score for me is how well does it meld with the tone and mood of the film. And I thought this did it expertly again. And also, one of my favorite songs of the year is when they're singing. It's They're all singing the hymn at the funeral of the guy. Yeah. Went down to the River Georgia. That whole that scene like makes me tear up every single... I've only seen the movie twice. I probably will never watch it again because it's so depressing. But... It really, uh, that's yeah. an emotional scene and an amazing Fully song. agree with you, yeah, 100%. And number two, Inside Lu- Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm. The music in that movie is incredible. In that, spe- in that one song he sings. Oscar Isaac is an awesome voice, man. Yeah, a really <laughs> good voice. That song fits that movie perfectly. Oh my god, yeah. That was the only time I've ever used three different songs in our episode, once in the middle, a beginning, middle, and end. It was so good. Uh, but my number one is Gravity. In, I like the music itself better in Inside Lewin Davis, but I felt like the use of the score in Gravity was amazing. How it's they use silence well in times, but even a bombastic score, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but it just was so perfect with that movie. As mm-hmm. a score itself, I don't know necessarily that I would want to listen to it, but no, I I, I listened to a couple of the scores mm-hmm. and separately. No, it I, doesn't capture that same feeling as when you're watching. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's move on to another technical category, the visual effects. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to kick it off? I do. Actually, I'm dying to talk about the Edge of Tomorrow again because it's my number five in visual effects. I really love the look of the, basically the the lower class aliens the most. But I I didn't like them at all. Really. I thought and even the suits, the mech suits, I thought looked awesome. Mech suits were pretty cool. Just the way when the atmosphere, like the long shots, the you know from like overhead, I just felt like they really made use of the visual effects. You disagree with me a little bit, I can tell. A little bit. I mean, the cinematography, absolutely very good. Um, but the actual, I guess, CGI parts and just the way they um, made it look like an actual war. Like, it's sometimes when you're putting a ton of things on screen, it can look crappy. Like, I feel like uh, that Brad Pitt zombie movie did at times. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like they really, they made it realistic in this. Yeah. My number four, Godzilla. As much as I was disappointed in the movie, the effects themselves were pretty awesome, especially on Godzilla himself. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, again, another movie that I was disappointed in, but Ender's Game... I thought the space stuff looked incredible. I just wish there was more of it. They really limited themselves. And even in his little dream world with the... I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember it looked really, really good. I didn't think, like, when they were doing the the war games, I didn't think that looked that good. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess... Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like it that much yeah. when it came to that. But. Maybe three is a little high, but... Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. I just... I loved everything about that movie. The look, the the makeup even. I guess I'm kind of including makeup a little bit in these effects because they make these aliens look believable and realistic. And, mm -hmm. and of course, the big-time spaceship effects and all that is amazing, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, My number one, oh, though, yeah. You're first, number one. I'm sorry. is uh, Gravity. Gravity, absolutely. I mean, wow. No, no doubt about They're it. They're photo real, but it's all CGI. Oh my god. Incredible. Yeah. Just, it's like, I don't know if that will be topped for many years. I, I don't know. Uh, my number five, Godzilla. Godzilla himself looks so incredible. Yeah. Uh, wow. Really, really good. Um... But that was the only real major part yeah, of it. Yeah, the moth creatures didn't look as good. Didn't look that good, but it looked okay. Yeah. Um, then my number four is Guardians. I, I do think the visual effects are really good, but there's so much to this film that's so really good that I, I do think the visuals weren't... I don't want to say weren't up to par with everything else, because they were, but... I don't know. I don't want to just say, "Oh, the visual effects were so amazing." There's so many other things so amazing with the film that it's kind of um, yeah. It's not all about the effects, exactly. Yeah. Um, my number three is the Hobbit: Desolation of Smog. Um, compared to the first one, this movie looks so much better. Smog, he looks great. I think almost as good as Life of Pi's Lion. I don't know about that, but he looks I, good. I think so. Um, awesome. But then the landscapes itself... Definitely a big improvement. Way, way better. Um, back on to par with the original trilogy. Uh, felt so epic um, just by the scenery itself. No, the great uh, scene when they're in the world, uh, 
Going down a waterfall with the barrels and stuff. Yeah, that Good was scene. crazy. Yeah. Um, but then, just for me, it was just so much of the dragon. But even the the dragon's fire coming out of the belly. Yeah. And, uh, the fire itself looks so real. Uh, then number two was surprising to me that I, but I, I needed to put on it. Lego movie. Yeah, you know what? That's um, a good call. All of the effects, whether it was the water rippling, um, the shower having little, yep. you know, little water pebble type um, Legos. Kind of uh, kicking myself. Should have made the my list. fire. I loved the creative. So creative. So creative, and it's kind of what you imagine a Lego world being. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Uh, and then, of course, number one, Gravity. There's just no, I don't know yeah. how that would not be the number one on everyone's list. Even if you don't like the movie itself. Like, wow. And this is the first 3D movie that I liked in 3D. Only one time did they cheapen it by a wrench falling. Yeah. Uh, besides that, the 3D is immersive. Oh, 100%. It's very, very good. Yep. So, we'll move on to cinematography. Yes. The camera work and that jazz. Yeah. Um, with this one, I actually really, really like my list. Uh, it's definitely completely different. I know yours is somewhat similar. Uh, somewhat. Maybe not that similar, but um, to your top your top movies. Yeah, because I feel like this is a big part of making a movie great. Oh, it absolutely is. But I was really able to, I guess, separate the movie and, and all the elements and the cinematography. I watched a couple documentaries about it, and so I got to learn what real cinematography is, what a real DP does. Um, and so my number five is Guardians of the Galaxy, which, of course, is... A, <laughs> Been on a lot of my my list, but hey, um, you'll see that it, it does change. Uh, the one of my my favorite shots is the first one when he is dancing. It's amazing. Um, that just having at one point you see him from the side, you kind of just following him from the side. Another point you're seeing him from the front, mm -hmm. just walking towards you. Um, perfect with all of the elements. If it would have just been like. An aerial shot, which would have been the kind of uh, go-to way for most DPs, was to do with the aerial shot and then uh, uh, frontal shot. That would have been okay. Everyone would have been completely fine with it. But I don't. I don't know who the the um, cinematographer was for this. I should have probably. I'm not sure. I should have wrote down the names. I think yeah, I should have did it. I know. How I no could... respect here. Wow. Um, <laughs> but he really. A lot of time and effort into making it creative, uh, just like with the um, the big net of those little starships stopping the big mothership from uh, whatever the villain crash landing. Yeah, um, just the way that was shot, I could have saw. I could easily see that. Just once again, another just all the way back shot. Um, right. But instead, they he actually went. Uh, which was one of the I, I, we mentioned earlier when reviewing it um, using certain techniques it made the world feel personal uh, it wasn't just simply looking uh, at individual characters but that's a huge part of it seeing what everyone is doing um, they really humanized everything or more uh, yeah. Koreanized yeah. <laughs> um, number four for me uh 
I actually did put this one. I, I think I said I didn't. The Wolverine. Um, that one scene will always stand out yeah, to me. It's incredible. pretty incredible. Cool. But then also the cherry blossoms. Um, the actual fighting. The fighting looks so good. Uh, and how they showed it. A lot of times with fighting, there's so much shaking, shaking of the camera, close-ups, or um, the action was very well shown in this film, even if the action itself wasn't good, like at the very end. Yeah. Um, number three is Locke. Creative, Amazing yeah. cinematography. Very, very creative. Um, it, to it make that to kind of movie that uh, interesting and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean. At points, he made it feel claustrophobic, which is very easy, I feel, in this very small, confined mm-hmm. space. Um, but then the DP was able to make it seem like, okay, during times of relief, that the car is now huge in a way, that he's that the world is open, that it's okay, and then when the next call comes, it's closing down on him again. That's true. Um, that is 100% true. I, I just, and the lights, um, the use of the mirrors and... Uh, the reflections of the street lights and so forth. Loved it. Looked great. Uh, once again, Gravity makes this list as number two. How could it not? Um, well, it's beautiful. It really is. Truly beautiful. Yeah. But my number one is How to Train Your Dragon. I think the way the DP um, showed how the dragons are flying up in the air in a way that makes us feel like we are flying right with them. Yeah. Is just truly incredible. Um, that film, even though I didn't like it that much, is so beautiful. It's amazing. The cinematography is by far some of the best I've ever seen in a movie. Definitely an animated movie, that's for sure. I think animated real anything. Well, my number five is How to Train Your Dragon Part 2. Mm-hmm. For cinematography, you said everything needed to be said there. Um, my number four is uh, y- you might not, you might scoff at this when you first hear it, but Her. I feel like he did such a great job of making Samantha feel like a real character, despite just being a voice. Through creative uses of camera, I feel like he really made her come to life. To you really feel that. through the camera? I feel like that definitely helped. Just I can't explain how or why, but just while watching that movie, just everything worked. I think the cinematography had a big part of that. And also, I just liked a lot of the compositions. The cinematography was good. I don't think it was outstanding. Um, I don't know how much it added to the film. That's my only thing. Yeah. I don't know how much it added to the film. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but that's why I put it there. Um, number three, Twelve Years a Slave. Okay. It's beautifully shot. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that terrible but great uh, scene with where he's hanging. He really yeah. gets. He. Uh, it's like, not even. I think it's like a minute and a half or two minutes, mm-hmm. but it feels like an hour. And it is so effective. He it does is. exactly what he wants in that scene. I 100% agree. And there's plenty of other examples in the movie how he's... It probably should be higher on this list. But, uh, it probably should have made mine. <laughs> number two, The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I don't know about that. Just, I love how his camera follows the... Has this party atmosphere. They're having a party. The camera is swinging... Through the crowds, over the crowds, like 
I just feel like the camera is a Marissa character in and of it itself. It becomes obnoxious, I felt. You think so? I enjoyed yeah. it. But I could, I definitely can see where you're coming from. My number one is Gravity, of course. I mean, it's just so good. But uh, that's it for the technical stuff. Let's move on to the film club segment. Yeah, we had five guest appearances, and meaning we had five guest film club segments. Recommendations. Yes. yes. And we're going to rank them. We are. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, all first. of our guests, listen up to see where your movie... And I will, I will say that I actually liked all five movies that were recommended. You? I liked four. The fifth one... Someone's going to feel left out. The fifth one was... I'm surprised they recommend. It wasn't a bad film. I'm just surprised they recommended that film to us. Out of all of the films... Right. They, that, this person... I have a guess to what you're talking about, but I'll wait and see. But my number five... Is the way of the gun recommended by David Bax? Um, I know it's one of his favorites, and I did enjoy the movie. I did like the movie. It just didn't do much more than like a seven and a half out of ten for me. It was uh, it was good, but I didn't. I don't see necessarily what he sees in it. Mm-hmm. But I fully agree. That's my number five okay. as well. Okay, well. yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure why. To me, it was probably a six and a half. Um, some parts okay, some parts not. Nothing special. That's the thing. There's not. I don't see what the special. Yeah, thing is. I didn't see it either. But obviously, he did. Yeah. But my number four is Reanimator. He was uh, recommended yeah. by Jonathan. I thought we were going to have the exact same list. Oh was, really? I felt like there was no way you could reorder this, but I guess there is. <laughs> Reanimator. Uh, I enjoyed it. I just again. Those kinds of movies aren't necessarily my favorite kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Bad on Purpose, but in a funny way. It was good. For that kind of movie, it was really good. My number three, Serpico. The uh, Al Pacino as Hoo-ha! a cat. <laughs> weirdly edited, but weirdly good at the same time. My number two, Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, America? Yeah. No, in the West. West. I apologize. I watched the wrong movie. No, (laughs) Once Upon a Time in the West. Both Serpico and Once Upon a Time were recommended by our... How many times has it been on by now? Three or four? Edgar. I feel like almost more than that. He's a friend of the podcast. Good friend of the podcast, Edgar. Uh, And my number one, Paper Moon. Recommended by Tyler. He nailed it with this. I absolutely love the movie. And I didn't really expect it. And I, it was a movie I heard a lot of good things about, but I didn't even know what it was about necessarily. And mm-hmm. it rocked my world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really kind of surprised our lists aren't the same. Uh, as I said, The Way of the Gun and Serpico really was a decent movie. Um, I enjoyed it. But was it extremely good? No. I, I mean, whatever, even think about watching it again. There's no way. I, I won't watch it again. Um, it did allow me to see another Al Pacino movie. I haven't seen uh, probably all of I obviously haven't seen all of his, but um, it was a, a good one to see of his older films. Uh, what else? What the, number three? Uh, number three. Where is my list? Okay, number three. <laughs> Reanimator. Um, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I'm not the biggest fan of 
watching so bad it's funny films. Uh, Even though that's not really what it was, because it was kind of purposely yeah, bad. like Serial Mom or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it definitely was funny. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if we watched it together. I don't. It, I can't remember. But it was definitely. I laughed. I remember oh, laughing, so I. laughing. I did too. Um, and I enjoyed it the entire time. And then I keep messing it up. A uh, Paper Moon. I I actually fully understand why it's number one for you. I love this film. I think it is incredibly good. So happy that he recommended it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my number one is Once Upon a Time in the West because Edgar is completely right. The, the genre of Western films is so much better than we think. And if it's any close to what, this True. movie, True. I want to watch all of them because <laughs> yeah. this was a such an epic movie that was so detail-oriented in a genre I never thought was detail-oriented. I thought it was just... Pull out a gun, pretend like you're getting shot in a crazy way. Um, this is so much better than I would have ever have thought. I loved every minute of it, and it, even the the slowest moments of him, you know, grasping a fly and torturing the fly. Yeah. It was just so fascinating to watch. Um, the story was so epic. The way it was told was so epic. There was so much in this film. I just, I really loved it. Hard to argue. But uh, thanks again to all our guests who appeared on the podcast this year. Edgar, Tyler, David, and Jonathan. Yes, thank you very much. Perhaps we'll hear from you again in the next year. Hopefully. But let's move on to our own film club recommendations to each other. Do you want to start off with bad or the good? Um, Let's just get our worst film club recommendation out of the way. Okay. Give it to me. What is it? Well, it's not When Harry Met Sally. Okay, I hope it wouldn't be. It's, that's number five. Uh, it's not Searching for Bobby Fischer. It's not Barton Fink. And it's not Cropsey. The worst movie you recommended to me in 2014 was The Goonies. A movie that I guess you had to be there in your childhood to really appreciate. Uh, I'm not okay terrible. Not terrible. But just... For as much as people were like, oh my god, the Goonies, it was like, really? But again, if I could see if I was a kid and watched it, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can understand. I, I won't hold that against Good, you, you better not. Uh, yeah, well, how, how about that? How, overall, how do you think I did recommending you? <clears throat> I thought you did pretty good, actually, because even Cropsey, Barton Fink, some of the other ones that I didn't, that were going to be on my top five worst, I still got a lot out of them. If mm-hmm. didn't love them as a whole, I got certain things out of them here and there. I I think you did a lot better job for me this time. There okay. were no uh, piano torture movies this year yeah, with uh, Ryan Philippe. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there's no uh, three guys, including Kevin Spacey, in hotel room movies. I do. You're crazy. And there's no uh, Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt movies. Yeah, you're <laughs> as saying good that. As it gets. Wow. <laughs> you uh, did better this year. I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, I think you did worse. Way worse. Don't you think I was more hit or miss? You were easily hit or mi- more hit or miss. Yeah. You had a lot more misses. Than I was you going did. for it more. I wasn't being safe. Yeah, you were you were doing that. Uh, what about? I mean, 
do you feel like I was recommending movies I thought you would like? No. Or movies that I just liked and wanted you to see? I feel like you were just recommending uh, good, good old movies that, that I hadn't seen. Okay. Um, yeah, I, well, for me, I felt like I was recommending movies I thought you would like. More so than ones that I love. Well, I want the ones you love, and let's see what happens. I don't, I, but I don't want. I want to make have you enjoy the movies. Um, I, I don't want you to enjoy the movies. I don't think that you're going to like the movies I like all the time. So mm. I'd rather just give you a movie I think you would like. But I'm not that good at figuring out what you like. I'm unpredictable. Oh, well, I mean, sort of, but mostly predictable. In a way, like I already know you're not going to like the movies I recommend you. So. It's fine. <laughs> like every time you're like, eh, let's just give it an eight and a half. You don't have eight and a half is a really good score. It doesn't seem like it seems like you just give every single. No, one. if I give something eight and a half, I really, really liked it. I don't know, but what's your worst? My worst for you, or for you from you? <laughs> I was going to put Mulholland Drive. That would have been too predictable. It would have been. <laughs> so I picked one that you almost didn't try on, and that's Ong Bak. I did try. I felt like you didn't try. Uh, I hadn't he... seen Ip Man, okay? I hadn't seen <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, so I was like a, a mean, nubile martial arts film guy. This, I mean, this is definitely an up-and-coming story. It's cool to see his, you know, beginnings. But the film itself was like, what the heck? <laughs> Why? 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 Didn't, doesn't he have another one that I hear is a, a lot better than The this? Protector. Yeah. Yeah. So why didn't you recommend um, right. that one? I, that is a mistake. I can't I just, hold that against you. I can't. I just couldn't believe you. this is the one you picked for me. So actually, I was going to pick this YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you did. Um, there were a lot. I you definitely went for. I definitely feel like you didn't care what I like or did not like. No, you picked whatever you wanted. That how are you going to find something new? And I like that in a to an extent. It. it uh, I should have wrote down every one and. Um, that broadened my horizon because I did broaden my horizon a little bit more with this. Because um, I feel like some, even if you don't like, you can appreciate certain things about it. Exactly. But a lot of the kind like of... Like for a Dream. Mm, okay, yeah. Sort of, somewhat. You definitely you recommended two main genres. Mindbenders... Which aren't always my favorite, which is kind of surprising. You would think I would really like the yeah. Benders, but I'm not a big fan of them. And then a lot of sex. Uh, that's just a coincidence. Sex <laughs> porn movies. Porn? That's uh, being a little harsh. Some some I didn't were, recommend you Nymphomaniac. Some of them were pretty close to porn, but, you know. Well, um, which I mean, is fine. Hey, that's fine. It was completely coincidental. I discovered my quality, and if that was in there, then that was in there. <laughs> yeah, but some of them were like, okay, 35 minutes of just pure. What blue is the warmest? <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not I'm not a prude, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, but I'll go down five to one. Five to one. Did you do your, mine or no? Not yet. Oh, but I'm going to do yours. Uh, <laughs> these are ones that I really really enjoyed. In Bruges, this could have been my number one. It could have been my just my. It could have been my number five because it was. Um, <laughs> I love this film. I love it so much, and I would never have seen it. I'm so thankful. So Thank thankful. I am worth something. Probably my most enjoyable film you've recommended to me. I loved it. This is the most awkward part of the podcast, you know? This wow. is like 
opening Christmas gifts on Christmas in front of the person that got you the gift. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, what did you think? <laughs> it's kind of like, it's interesting. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not at all building that. I really enjoyed that. Um, Dog tooth. Another one. Uh, I was actually going to probably watch it without you recommending mm -hmm. it to me, but you kind of forced me to watch it, and I'm really glad. I loved it. It's so weird, but it's so the perfect weird. That is the perfect weird. This is where we coined movie. our terms, good weird and bad weird, yeah. from this movie. <laughs> um, Raging Bull, a classic. Oh, I, my God. I probably would never have watched um, because I, I feel like even in this film, I get irritated with... De Niro's younger self. I did even The Godfather. I did. Um, I don't know why. So it really turns me off from watching any of his his famous movies. And he has some really good famous movies. So without you recommending it to me, I wouldn't have watched yeah. it. And I'm very thankful I watched one it. one of my favorite movies um, of all time. Just like I'm very thankful I watched The Godfather. Um, yeah, God. he he is really good. Just for some reason, kind of just nicks me a little bit. Um, <laughs> these shoes <laughs> number two let the right one in uh, a Swedish film I think this is one of the best foreign films I've ever seen so beautiful looking uh, creepy it is creepy but it's I it's the European style that I love so much um just so the flow of it, the pacing, um, the story, the way it, it takes itself so seriously and does it so well, though. Um, I'm glad that it didn't try to make a mockery out of it being a vampire film. This is like a real-life vampire, yeah. you know? Like, wow. And for a real-life kid to form this relationship, yeah. I, I just love this film. Really that's, love this film. That's why I recommended it. Um and then my number one... The best thing I recommend... What do you think it is? City of God, no. Um, let me just go through them all and say no after each one. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, well, City of God. It is? Okay. I think I feel like you looked at my list. I did not. He cheats. He always looks at when my When you list. said City of God earlier, you hit your paper with your pen, so that maybe gave me a hint. Oh, okay. Well, City of God... Um, <laughs> at the time, it didn't seem like you liked it this much. Oh, I really? I mean, maybe, maybe I'm maybe, just misremembering. To maybe quote it's growing on me. All I know is <laughs> that's a good quote. Um, <laughs> the story itself, I love. I love that kind of slightly futuristic uh, type of story. Um, but then the way it's shot, I mentioned it. I think with um, whatever the crap movie is, Extinction. Um, Transcendence? Transformers. Trans oh, yeah. And it kind of reminded me of it slightly. The way it's shot is so incredible. Uh, those combat scenes are just... I really love the way it looks. But then the way it's acted... Um, this is another one of those type of films that takes itself seriously. There's no kind of... I, I really like those films that actually don't have a lot of comedy in them. It's full seriousness... Um, and that this is a devastated world. There's not going to be much humor in this world. Yeah. Um, it's a really terrifying place to live. It's not a slumdog millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Um, Will you feel like moving to Rio de Janeiro anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I just and this is easily a rewatchable film um, because there is it's a very thick film. There's a lot to it. I feel like if you look at the background, you'll get so much more. There's so much in the background that yeah. I missed the first time. Um, I agree. Because I feel like there is a lot of detail as well because this world is so established. It feels like this is 100% a real world uh, and this is a possible future for us. At least a um, version of a future that we could possibly enter into. It's pretty crazy that it could be a dystopian future, yet it's the Brazilian now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, alright, let's get to your gifts that you I'm, gave me this year. I'm scared. I feel like they're not that good, but go ahead. Number five, Cool Hand Luke. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the wow. No. I'm wow. What? Cool Hand Luke is your number five? What do you mean? That's crazy. I liked it a lot. Yeah, but should it be your number five? No. You think it should be higher? No. Lower? It shouldn't have made your list. Really? There's no way that should have made your it list. It kind of grew on me. I, uh, I don't know. It's, I feel like you came on strong at the end of the year with your recommendations. But I, Paul Newman, he's just so good. He's so charismatic and uh, just love the relationship between him and the other jailed guy who like became obsessed with him and his disdain and his antagonistic relationship with the warden and all those guys. Mm -hmm. it, it left an impact, maybe more than I initially thought. Much like my number four, The Night of the Hunter. Okay. I really talked myself in, in, into liking that movie more. Robert, Robert Mitchum is perfect in this film. Yeah, he is. He really is. And the kids love the kids part of the story as well, which isn't very typical. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic chase sequences and so good. My number three, Troll Hunter. That was this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, a great... A movie I probably... It was on my Netflix list. I probably would have watched it eventually, but glad I watched it when I did because this movie has some of the best visual effects for such a cheap... Mm -hmm. Cheap in relative terms, uh, cheaply made movie. And the story is really good. Found footage, a good use of the found footage genre. I could go on and on. I'm glad you liked that. That was one of those films I watched. I was so surprised at how good it was. It was one of those those gems that I... It, it kind of was a big known mo movie uh, in a way. But it was still something like we would never have seen yeah. on our own. And apparently there's an American remake coming. Mm -hmm. But I heard about that a while ago. I haven't heard anything since. But number two, It's a Wonderful Life. That's a good we one. We talked about it last week with the top five Christmas movies. And uh, another one that it's a classic for a reason, and I found out that reason. And it's gone up since I've seen it in my in my head. Mm -hmm. Just a great story. Number one, the best job you did this year came early on in the year. Can you guess it? No, I can't. I don't know. Dial M for murder. Wow. Yeah. It stuck with me. I really I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> Just like a great crime caper, you know? I'm so surprised. Alfred Hitchcock. That's one of the only few I've seen. Um, 
yeah, North by Northwest. I watched because I watched because I watched this movie that you recommended me. I went on to watch a couple others like uh, Vertigo and North by Northwest, which are pretty good as well. But I think it's easily one of his most underrated films. Yeah, um, I don't really know, but if it's under if it's not rated super highly, then yeah, it's underrated yeah. because I think North by Northwest was better. But uh, I I felt like Dial for Murder was better than Vertigo, which was voted like best movie ever. By I can't on believe that's your number one. I want believe to see, it. I want to see my whole list of what I recommended to you, because I feel like yeah, I, that list is crazy. I don't know what to say. I do not know what to say. Yeah. Wow. I mean, is mine pretty much what you thought, or no? Yeah. It, pretty really? much. For the most part, I feel like I mean, I, I mean dog tooth and bruises. Yeah. Even let the right one in. I wouldn't think you would think I'd have it as my number. Well, because you talked so glowingly at the time. Oh, God. Take Shelter was your number one from the year before. Which was easy. That's still probably one of my. Yeah. Possibly my number one movie of all time. Wow. Though I'm so scared to rewatch <laughs> yeah, it. I know. Because I feel like it would just drop like a fly. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I have the same kind of feeling sometimes. But let's move on to the performance categories. Starting with director. Yes, director. Um, I'm going to sit this one out because it's so similar to my uh, best of the year list. So I'll go over it when we get to it in that list. Okay. I purposely made it different than my best of the year list um, for the most part. just but. feel like it's so incongruitous, you know. Yeah. I, what my, my, my criteria was, if I felt the story wouldn't be good... Um, without this director telling it in the way they did it, would it be that good? I mean, I feel like... That is a good... Uh, that's a good measurement because... <laughs> let's see. Would Michael... How would Michael Bay have done with this material? Yeah. Basically, is what you could say. I feel like Edge of Tomorrow... Anyway, I feel like that's a good story no matter what. Dallas Buyers Club. Even 12 Years a Slave. That's such a heartbreaking story. Um... Yeah, I mean, um, he did it in a, an incredible job doing it, um, the way he did it, making it even more depressing. But Steve McQueen, I don't feel, is the only director that could have won an Academy Award with this story. So, I, I wouldn't like it, include that's, him. That's fair, that's um, fair. My number five is Grand Budapest Hotel. Wes Anderson. Uh, I not only love this film, but the way it's made, Wes Anderson is so unique. You immediately can tell one of his films, even in clay animation. You immediately know um, the fox, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, I, I mean, I don't like it that Ray much. Ray Fiennes, uh, Fantastic um, Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm not the biggest fan of all of his movies. Uh, I probably should go back and rewatch them, just like the Royal Tenenbaums and. Yeah, I kind of um, feel like I should too. But lately, I mean, I still think he's stri striking gold with these films. Um, once I started liking them, I love them now. Uh, my number four is Inside Lewin Davis. The Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers are always amazing. This film is another, you know, feather in their cap. Uh, except this is very different. There's not much comedy in this. This is a lot darker. Um, even though a lot of their films are very dark, they add a lot of humor, but also a lot of light to it. There's a lot of fluff in their films. Uh, I don't mean fluff in a bad way, but fluff in a good way. This film is not like that at all. Yeah. Um, it's a very just solid film. 
um, or a straightforward film. But I feel like this story told by almost anyone else would get kind of boring. I mean, this yeah, I kind agree. Of folk singer, uh, I, admittedly, Oscar Isaac carries this movie, doing such an incredible job, not with only his voice but with his acting. Um, Locke. I think this is uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Wright Stephen Knight Stephen Knight. Um, I love this film. Really love this. Um, once again, any I feel like anyone else directing this film in a different way, this would be the crappiest film. Uh, I feel like Fincher could do it, but yeah, it is a very. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's others, but, but just generic middle of the road director. Yeah, I know. could not do that. It I would don't be think immediate, so. It would be so boring. I feel like you thought this movie was a little boring. I don't think you got as much. I didn't like it as much as you, but I did like it. I mean, I love this. I thought the pacing was so perfect. I truly, any moment you think it might get a little boring, another phone call happens and something else dramatic happens. Um, Tom Hardy is just incredible. Then you have Nebraska. The one decision to make it black and white either could screw the movie over, I feel, or enhance it so much and it enhances it drastically. I forgot to record the colored version, in color version that they aired on TV a few months back. I would have liked to compare it because I feel like black and white was a perfect choice. It was. Perfect choice. Uh, he makes really good decisions in this film. And then Gravity. I actually think Gravity in itself is probably a boring story. Pretty simple at least. It's extremely simple. I mean, yes, there is some there's three big moments with, you know, some disaster happening. Um, but I feel like this type of film has been done actually a lot. I mean... It's basically just a movie about dealing with loss and depression. Yeah. Um, but it's perfectly done. It is perfectly done almost. I agree with you there. So that's my, my top five directors. All right. Well, how about... And I should say, uh, Grand Budapest uh, is Wes Anderson... Inside Lewin Davis's Coen Brothers. Locke is Stephen Knight. Nebraska is um, Payne. Uh, Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne, there you go. Gravity is Alfonso Cuaron. Yes. Let's get into the acting categories now. Best Supporting Actress we'll go with first because I feel like it's kind of a weak category. Did you have a hard time? I, I kind of did. I had a very hard time for five and four. Unfortunately, actresses just do not get the juicy roles in yeah. movies, and they don't aren't featured as much. So I actually feel like supporting actress was easier to pick because, yeah, they can give a role to a woman in support, and a good actress will knock it out of the park. Whereas best actress, there's not that many lead actress roles out there. But uh. As my number five best supporting actress, I have Sally Hawkins from Blue Jasmine, the sister character. Yeah, I didn't like her as much. I know really? she got an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I didn't like her as much um, as I would have, I guess, as everyone else did. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like, when her character first came on screen, I was kind of annoyed by her, but she really wormed her way into my heart. Felt like she was. Wormed her way. <laughs> She was the other side of the coin for that sister relationship, and I thought she did a really good job. I almost feel like she over, she overacted it. Hmm. She kind of almost made, I don't want to say cartoon character, but it was going over the in the top New York accent. Yeah. I know what you mean. But she's my number five regardless. Number four, 
Emily Blunt for Edge of Tomorrow. I thought she was such a badass character. She was, yeah. I she was awesome. I just, I actually wish there was more of her. So, number three, Octavia Spencer for Fruitvale Station. He, she played Michael B. Jordan's mother. Yeah. She only had a couple scenes, but I really thought she knocked him out of the park. Most famous for what help? The help. She, she's yeah. in the help. And Snowpiercer. Yeah, she is in Snowpiercer. But I really felt she did the most with her little bit of material. I thought her scenes were really affecting and believable. Yeah, I could agree. Number two, Scarlett Johansson for her. Even as just the voice, she is a character that you come to love. At least I, I would did. almost put her as lead. It's yeah, you could. I could see that. I didn't. I you know what? But I just feel like she didn't come in until so late, and I definitely could see the argument for it. But I felt like she was more of a support for. I, I for can Thea. agree with you. Yeah. I'm fine with that. And even Under the Skin, just toss her bone for that performance as well. Did we watch Under the Skin? Separately. Okay. But uh, my number one, the Oscars got it right, is Lupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Just sensational. For such a young actress to come out of nowhere with a performance like that, I felt like pretty impressive. You could feel the pain and the just everything. Absolutely. Every emotion came through clear as day and mm-hmm. whether that was a great direction or a great performance it probably was both absolutely uh, my number five is Milana Diaz from Fruitvale Station she was um, the Michael B. Jordan's girlfriend yeah she I was thought, good too I thought she did a little bit better than Octavius uh, though Ak, I actually really liked her more in this than any other film so I fully can see where you're coming yeah. from um, Amy Adams in her. That was really close for me. I actually, I really, I, I actually probably would put Scarlett Johansson over Amy, um, but I think Amy did a really good job she, in this. Yeah, I, I, I really liked her performance as well. Uh, now you will not agree with me with this at all, but Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle. No, I this didn't is like... possibly the first film I've liked Jennifer Lawrence in, and it's one of the <laughs> like, few that I didn't her. love her, and she's good. But I don't know. I she is over the top. I fully, I fully understand where you would come from. Mm-hmm. But I finally liked her in a film, so I was kind of happy. <laughs> Throw her back. Yeah. Um, Emily Blunt in Edge of Tomorrow. I think she did an amazing job. She is. I feel like she she filled a character that would be extremely hard for almost any woman to, uh, especially woman of a very nice physique of uh, a certain kind of prestige about her being this hardcore badass woman that just really dominates um yeah and that's who she is and she was pretty good at, like in a similar way in looper too from last year yeah but not nowhere yeah, near as much. obviously but shades of it mm-hmm. and then of course number one is Lupita. i mean perfect yeah, they you, got it right you described it perfectly thank you <laughs> yes move on to supporting actor yes um Plenty of to choose from. In this. Yeah, there was. Uh, I've one that probably is better, much higher on your list. But Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street. He was pretty funny. Uh, I don't think did he? He didn't win the Academy Award. No. Did he? Yeah, he didn't deserve it. I don't no, think. He did. No, he didn't because uh, my number two did. Um, <laughs> I know. Who. Yeah. My number four <clears throat> is not going to be on your list, but you're going to regret it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt 
in Sin City. His character is amazing in that he does an awesome job. He did. Best part of the film, probably. So, Yeah, he's awesome. And I don't have him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal in Prisoner. Uh, Prisoners. Uh, I actually really enjoyed him in this. Um, I think Hugh Jackman did a great job. But Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, actually kind of maybe did a little bit better as, yeah. as the side kind of character uh, going at it from a different angle. I agree. I liked his performance a lot. Uh, Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club. I really didn't know much about Jared Leto before this film. Uh, I don't think I... I don't know if I've seen much with him in it. But he now doesn't... you know too much about him? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. He does an awesome job in this. He does. Um, I fully understand why he won. Uh, I didn't have him winning my own personal list, but I, I'm i okay with him winning. Yeah. Um, but I think the person who should have won is Barkhad Abdi from Captain Phillips. Came out of nowhere, has no training. He's the Lupita Nyong'o of supporting actors. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, he actually... And I, not just because they're black. We haven't talked about Captain Phillips at all. Uh, which good is a good movie. It is a good movie. I don't think it's as good as everyone yeah. said. But he actually does an awesome job. He's a, yeah, I'll talk more about that in just a bit. But uh, my number five is Jared Leto. He's really good. My biggest complaint... He should have been the main character of this movie. He's so good. It's so interesting. and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. The choice to have it be Matthew solely on Matthew McConaughey's shoulders for the most part was disappointing to me. But he was great. Number four, Bruce Dern for Nebraska. I just thought he did I, a really good job. He did an extremely solid job. Yeah. It solid. was subtle. It wasn't an over-the-top performance. He did a good job as, like, a father figure who's kind of losing it a little mm -hmm. bit. And I, I don't know. I just feel like he nailed that performance. Number three for me is Barkhad Abdi, uh, Captain Phillips. Man, he is the anchor of that movie. It's more than Tom Hanks for me. He like Yeah, I would say so. He humanizes it, and he brings the struggle. You, you get his point of view. For someone that's trying to take over an American ship, to kind of feel bad for him and side with him a little bit, even the slightest bit, that's that's crazy. That was mm -hmm. so good. Number two, Jonah Hill for The Wolf of Wall Street. I thought he was awesome. He's fine. He's decently fine. His veneers did a lot of the work. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I thought he would... He's good in his serious roles, this and Moneyball. Quote-unquote serious, but yeah. I don't know. I like the guy. Number one... The award goes to Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave. Uh, well, you, just love, you just love Michael Fassbender so much. I do. Which is understandable. He is um, but an amazing man. Uh, he played the biggest villain, perhaps, in film history in that movie. So yeah. scary. I found him scary and yet pathetic at the same time. And that's not his typical performance. He's usually a charismatic good guy in movies. There's definitely some evil in a lot of his character. I like that. I mean, he is Magneto. For one of that's movies. true. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. He just captures my heart, I guess. Yeah. But he is my number one. Uh, 
Okay. Let's get into the main featured actors and actresses. Start with the actress first because they don't get any credit, so why give them credit here? Yeah. Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> my number five, you're not going to like this, Angelina Jolie from Maleficent. Uh, I'm okay with it. Movie that I liked more than I thought I would. Probably could have made my top five surprises. I know you hated it. But her, she carried she that is, movie on her shoulders. She is the best part. Yeah, she she did a really good job in a thankless role, basically. Uh, number four, Amy Adams for American Hustle. Yeah, I'm surprised you included anyone yeah. from American Hustle. She was good, and really, it's mainly because there's not a whole lot to choose from. But I also put a slash in her performance in her to make it make me uh, feel good about putting her at number four she's a she's <laughs> a great actress she's like uh, the Meryl Streep of her time mm. I've heard somebody say <laughs> <laughs> number three for me Judy Dench for Philomena that movie really caught me by surprise too I felt like that was going to be middle of the road feel good movie and it is to an extent but it is a really good feel-good movie, uh, and I thought I love the dynamic between Steve Coogan being yes. just like just come, such Gracious, a jerk, yeah, and then Judy being so sweet so and forgiving. Low. She gives a really moving performance, mm -hmm. for, especially for someone for the for her age. That's ageist, sorry, but uh, she was she was really good. My number two, Sandra Bullock for Gravity. Yeah, I don't. I, Angelina Jolie was supposed to play that role. I don't think it would have been as good with Angelina Jolie in that role. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't think so either. And uh, that's hard for me to say because I really don't like Sandra Bullock, but she was perfect for the role and she knocked it out of the park, knocked it into space. Mm -hmm. Number one, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, the Oscars got it right. I mean, she was amazing. She really was. <laughs> she um, carried that movie. That movie is nothing without playing her. the you know just the 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 lady who's had this breakdown, but it's not overdone. Um, she plays it so perfectly, it's perfectly. Like and there's even some performances in there that she makes look like bad performances that she makes look worse. Like uh, Andrew Dice Clay, mm -hmm. he I thought he was really bad in the movie, but because she's so good, it made him look even worse. Like yeah. she was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I even the way she talked, the, the subtleties, the the perfect over, accent, um, her mannerisms, just the way she held her hands. If you look at her hands, the way she holds them, she she seems perfectly stuck up. Yep. Um, but so my list, yeah, Amy Adams, American Hustle. Um, I really liked her being the opposite, or not the opposite. But accompanying uh, Christian Bale, uh, they worked really well together in this film. Some nice dresses, too. And my number four is Angelina Jolie. Wow, I'm shocked. Yeah, I I don't like this film at all. She is the best part. She does a really good job. Nice. Which shocked me because I felt like she was, wasn't the best actress. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've actually, you know, good for you for putting uh, aside... Yeah, I'm okay. I'm more than willing to do that. And then the rest is the same as yours, Judy Dench. Um, once again, I really liked her with Steve Coogan. Their dynamic was great. Sandra Bullock, uh, I loved her in this. I don't hate her as much as you do. Um, 
I actually like her in a lot of things, so I was perfectly okay putting her there. And then, of course, Kate Blanchett, perfect in that film. Yeah. Even though the film wasn't perfect, but she was. Now get into your actors. My actors. Uh, I wonder how similar are will be. Um, Marin Blair from Blue Ruin. Uh, Macon Blair. Macon, I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. I, I, it looks like an R. <laughs> you can't read your hand. Yeah. Macon Blair. Um, <laughs> he plays this, I guess, guy off the street who is so... I don't want to even. I don't want to say scared for his life, but he's so such a desperate. natural performance. Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt so real. The whole film itself was so good. I do think it's a little bit forgettable. Probably within the next eight months, I won't remember it too mm -hmm. much. Um, but his performance was so good um, that I had to put him on the list. Yeah. Tom Hanks and Captain Phillips. I know the accent. I I can kind of understand the accent. Not like that. He's good in it, though. But he is awesome in this. Yeah. Uh, at the very end, when he's in shock, such a great scene. Yeah, I know you. Once again, you said you didn't. You thought he kind of overdid it. And for a split second. For a split second, yeah. maybe. But I think I mean that's perfect acting. Master class. <laughs> um, you have a hard on for Tom Hanks. <laughs> Oscar Isaac in Inside Lewin Davis. Not only is his acting awesome, but his singing is great. Um, and so that's part, that's his, he has to be able to sing to do this acting job. And so. He can use that voice to carry himself into the new Star Wars movie. I would be pretty cool if he sings yeah. the, like the, the ballad. Yeah. Um, oh, Matthew two? McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Is my number two. For Dallas um, Buyers? I think he won, actually. Yeah, did he? Um, he did. I fully understand why. I don't. I think this, the, my next number one probably deserves it a little bit more. Uh, but Matthew played this, I feel like, opposite role from himself. Really? Yeah. You think he's like this in real life? This, he's good. He's He was definitely good in the movie, but it, I don't know. It felt too... Something about it just did, I didn't think it was the best. I, I, I didn't I, think he was going out on much of a limb. I feel like you what? No. Well, just because the subject matter. I think his character, he's abrasive. He's in real life. No, not from real life, but just from similar characters that he's played. It's the same Texas accent. No, I, I don't know. No, it's much more abrasive. Um... The motives, he has some really bad motives. Uh, and then the change of heart seems real. I don't know. I, I mean... I was a little more down on the movie than you. I but. think... I, I do think one of the reasons why he won the Oscar, he lost a ton of weight. He was very dedicated to this film. Um, I don't think... All that, you have to do to win an Oscar is lose 50 pounds or gain 50 pounds. I don't think that should allow you to win, but I do think that it did have kind of an influence. Probably did, yeah. Uh, physical dedication to a film. It's, it is it important. It is admirable. Um, but my number one, I don't know how you fully say the name. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Exactly. 12 Years a Slave. His wow. performance is incredible. The pain, the suffering, uh, the despair, the hope. Uh, every emotion he portrays, not only in his vocal performance, not only in his physical performance, um, 
but in his spiritual performance Absolutely. as well. I 100% agree with you. So. Yeah. Um, my number five, Jake Gyllenhaal for Enemy. Thought he did a fantastic job of playing those dual identities. And he, again, he carries that movie. He He's believable as two different people. Or is he? But uh, I thought he was uh, really good. And he's quickly becoming... He's creeping his way up my uh, favorite actors list. Just mm. every time I see him, I like him more and more for some reason. Repeat, who was it? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jake yeah, okay. Who was that? Uh, <laughs> what movie? Enemy. Enemy, okay. The Duel. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if he acted in another movie. Well, um, Prisoners, I guess. Yeah. But, uh... I guess I... You put him as your number five? Yeah. Okay. So you just edged that, out Joaquin Phoenix for her. Just edged him out. Okay. Number four, Oscar Isaac, Inside Lone Davis. We've said all we need to say about him. Number three, Michael B. Jordan for Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Thought he was... in the At the time, yeah, he was awesome. I've kind of forgot his performance. Really? I felt um, like... I forgot the movie in general. It's really? kind of... Uh, he says bruh a lot, but uh, he felt like he became this other person. And he really... I, I like how he shows all facets of that personality, and uh, it's not just, oh, let's have him in the nicest light possible. There is some of that, but that's not all there is. They show his darker sides, and that maybe he wasn't the perfect person, but obviously he didn't deserve what he came at. And I think they showed, he just did a great job portraying everything that that character was about. Yeah. Number two, Chiwetel Ejiofor. 12 Years a Slave. It was super close between my number one and my number two. But my number one, Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow, get out. For The Wolf of Wall Street. You gotta be crazy. I mean... Acting, as an actor. I know you love the film, but... Best his best actor? performance of his life. Shut up, get out of here. I'm literally about to unplug this cord because... <laughs> You don't even you don't know anything about movies. Oh you don't know God. anything about acting. You don't know about anything. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. His best performance ever. Yeah, you. I just by far. By far. <laughs> All right, maybe not by far, but I think a com this is a committed. Did you think before this movie he could give a freaking comedic masterpiece performance as well as a. His masterpiece, let's not come The on. ludes scene, come the on. lemons. Yeah, he, that of is you know he amazing do. physical. He can do whatever comedy. he wants. He's not good. Yeah, and he's that much better. But than I mean, this. Yeah, like, I, I seriously think. <laughs> I think I don't know. I there's something wrong with your judgment. I don't know how. I don't know why. Why you would put in there? Because I you could have easily put you a tell number one, but that would have been obvious. And two, I can't even uh, believe it. Wow. I don't know. I, it's just my choice. It's your choice, but your choice is wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just crazy. It's, to uh, but it's okay. a shame you didn't have him anywhere on your list, though. No, it's not. I His his acting job was not that special. Woo! Okay, let's just move on to the most important award of the night. Our best, best kiss. Best. 
This isn't the MTV Music Awards. <laughs> the best rental of the year. Yes. Now remember, this does not include all the movies of 2014. That's correct. Uh, it's only the ones we have reviewed some, as our main absolutely. segment. I think it was 56 or maybe even 60 movies. Possibly. But it didn't include, say, Inherent Vice, Birdman, um, some of the other ones that or are Or even getting... some that came out on Redbox. But we chose to review a different movie. That's very true. Um, and also it counts some movies from the end of 2013 that didn't come out on Redbox till 2014. And that's the same with all of these lists yes. that we've done. We probably we should probably have preferenced should have it said that, that. Up front. But yeah. Um, and with this, we're going to go back and forth for a top 10 of the year. Yes, we are. Um, I'll go first, if you don't mind. I Go ahead. Take it away. My number 10 is a movie that I've mentioned a few times on here. It's a feel-good movie, a movie that surprised me. It's Chef. John Favreau's Chef. I'm okay Chef. with that. I'm fine with you putting that. That's close to my number 11, 12. Yeah, it's... As a great father-son movie, I've said before, there's, I'm a sucker for those kinds of movies, and I just... I love this movie on every level except the food critic... And a few other minor quibbles I had here and there, but man, this movie shocked me at how much I liked it, and I would highly recommend to anybody, if you have a heart, you have a chef. Mm. Go ahead with your number 10. My number 10 is Nebraska. Hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this film. It's a very simple film, very simple story. Um, the characters, I really enjoyed the characters, I really enjoyed the look. Being black and white, it added something um, instead of taking something away, which I guess is metaphorical as well <laughs> as literal because they took away the color. Yeah. Um, I just I, I really enjoyed this film. Um, it's probably in my top fifteen to twenty range. I could understand why Chef you, Chef would beat it out for you, but hopefully you understand why Nebraska beats. I don't. Chef. You don't? No. I, it's yeah. I can understand that for sure. My number nine is Fruitvale Station. Um, talked about it, but again, I just feel like it was a really heartfelt, emotional story that got you angry, sad. If you happy, you felt all the range of emotions from this film, or at least I did. And again, they showed then just they just showed every aspect of the guy and his mm -hmm. whole day in the life. There were some hokey things. Like with the dog. But for me, it is forgiven because of how much of an emotional reaction I had at the end. See, for me, I, I, it's one of those movies at the time, yeah. I was awesome. And then about two weeks later, I thought, I kind of feel like it might have been a cheap type of film. It almost feels like it was a cheap film. And now I've just completely forgotten about it. So, But as a, I think it was a first-time feature. Pretty good for a start. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying it wasn't, but... Well, it sounded close to that. What's your number nine? When I say cheap, I don't mean cheap in, in the sense of economically cheap. Just it seems... Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Okay. Cop-outs and... Right. Uh, my number eight, nine, 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 is Locke. Uh, I just... This is one of those films that was perfect for me. Just slow-paced, character-driven... Actor driven, great dialogue, great dialogue, I and mean, just 
it, a I, ghost dad. The stakes. <laughs> the ghost dad. That's what knocks it down for me a little bit. The stakes, although not really high, they made them seem high. I think that's what for I love. him, personally, it was hugely high. Oh, for and him. And they got that across. Yeah, but for us, no, they're not, like, like not at all. And to feel the emotion behind his wife's pain and every it was so well done. Absolutely. But it was a seven and a half out of ten for me. That to me is insane. <laughs> In the membrane? Yeah. My number eight is Enemy. The Jake Gyllenhaal thriller mind bender. Um, really, really came out of nowhere to make it this high on my list. Yeah, that's to uh, beat out Captain Phillips and and Nebraska and all these other movies that I liked a lot really surprises me but I just I just loved how much it made us personally think about it and talk about it and that that helped raise the stakes yeah it, it was a really good film just I don't think it elevated itself to that next level right um, but I can understand and poor Jake Gyllenhaal to be stuck between those two hideous women. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my number... <laughs> Sorry, much like John Favreau and Chef, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Sofia Vergara. Yeah, that's Pity kinda... the fool. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's a little bit more realistic? Yeah. Than, uh, I'm just kidding, John. Uh, <laughs> my number eight, it is? Yes. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Too low. Too low. Wait, should I have made my list? <laughs> um, Tom Cruise does it again. He shows Dependable. that he shows that he is a great actor. Uh, even though he didn't make our top fives, he doesn't he could have. He does a great job. The action is awesome. The idea is awesome. The look of it is awesome. It's a really, really good film. Um, making my top ten of a year. That's Shocking. good. That's good, isn't yeah, it? It's I mean, really good. Yeah, it's. it's I'm not. I mean, I, I know you're going to have it as number four. I feel. Uh, well, I will say, you'll say, but still, number eight. That's pretty yeah, good. It is. There's no doubt. Number seven for me, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. We've okay. said so much about it, but just such a fun, fun movie. It is. It's great acting. Great everything. It's just a fun, lighthearted movie that is the best Marvel film to date. Uh, yes, maybe. I think you agreed with me at the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't like to make commitments like that. <laughs> That's why I don't like these lists. I don't like making commitments. I love it, and then I can go back and change it. What's your number seven? My number seven is Grand Budapest. Wow, that hotel. High. Oh, absolutely! I don't know how you didn't love this film. Um, I wish I did. I just like he does it again, and he, I I feel like eventually I'm going to get tired of it. Um, the way he directs it, because it's so I don't want to say it's so similar, but in a way, the it, stories aren't. But the way he directs it is. It is, yeah. His style. But I'm not tired of it yet. So keep on doing it the way you're doing it and then as soon as I'm tired of it then change <laughs> good call good call my number six is Edge of Tomorrow it's so original such a great action movie such a great war movie mm -hmm. such a great 
badass female character movie. I'm just making stuff up now, but it's it's amazing. One of the best action movies, best summer blockbusters that unfortunately wasn't a blockbuster because not enough people saw it of the past three or four years, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, well, my number six is going to be Dallas Buyers Club. Wow, that's way too high. Hey, you think so? Yeah. It's a seven, seven and a half. I don't think so. I think you're crazy. But I... Why Why do you feel that way? Well, we reviewed it, but... Uh, <laughs> you don't remember. Um, uh, it was. I just remember it was meandering... Like it felt much longer than it actually it was, and I, don't get me wrong, it is a nice feel good story. But this is that feel middle good. of the road. It's not a feel good. I mean, but this that's is the, about that's what it's, AIDS. It shouldn't be, and it is. But it, that is exactly what it's going for, in my opinion. Oh, I think I the think it shows a pretty dark side. I just feel of like an epidemic. You, you gotta watch the. Now I can't even remember the documentary, but How to Survive a Plague. You gotta watch that. I would like to watch it. That's a real take on this similar story. Okay. Not the straight, uh, heterized version of it. Hmm. Is it my turn? Yes, it's your number five. <laughs> number five for me is Inside Lewin Davis. As is mine. All right. I, Sing their hearts out. Yeah, I love this film. I really do. Tone, mood. Visually, the cat is in the hat. The cat's kind of annoying to me. <laughs> but besides the cat... I, I like what it says, how it directly implies to the Coen brothers themselves and their partnership mm-hmm. and just their career in general, how they're not the mainstream, but they're so good as the indie. And and, but, and so they break through. Everyone loves them. Yep. Um, and I, I love how they start off the film... Um, and you think that's the beginning, and as the film goes along, it ends in the exact same yeah. place. So is it the beginning, or is it the end? end? You don't know. Yeah. Pretty awesome. My number four is Her. Uh, I think I'm going to put... No, I'll, I'll leave. Okay. Um, just, I love Spike Jones, and he continues to bat a thousand for me. Four for four. Uh in a weaker year, movie-wise, this would have been number one in some cases. But I really felt like 2013 was such an awesome year for movies, at least at the upper end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for have four movies to crack my top 100 of all time, that's a good year. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, well, we haven't talked about him enough. Joaquin Phoenix is really good as this character in a thankless role, basically. He's this doofus, like... Not really a doofus, but uh, a guy who can't get out of his own way, can't get a girl, and he falls in love with this uh, operating system. Yeah, and it's believable. It is. That's the best part. Is <laughs> and it's... it's such an awesome, cool, realistic future world, in my opinion. Like, I just love the way it looks. It was completely believable to me. It is, yeah. As I said at the time, like, I had a head rush... It had took me like five minutes coming out of the theater watching this just because it felt so realistic that it took me time to readjust back to the normal normal hmm. world. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm normal. <yeah. laughs> 
Uh, my number four, I've talked about it a million times, Guardians of the Galaxy. Love this Could film. Could you just tell me a, a little Love bit? Love everything about it. <laughs> Rocket? Even Rocket. Favorite character? Easily. Uh, Star-Lord? I'm, I'm wondering. I shouldn't have said easily. Uh, there's so many. Probably Star-Lord. Probably. Just because I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, and he makes the film awesome. He makes but it along with, around. There's so many people who do. So, True. I probably agree with you there. My number three, The Wolf of Wall Street. I, whatever. <laughs> uh, one of the funniest movies of the year. No, the funniest movie of 2013. It is, but well that doesn't say much. It's one of the best dramas as well. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill talked about their performances, talked about the direction for Martin Scorsese. We talked about the cinematography. And even... <laughs> I'm trying to think of more stuff to say. Um, I just loved everything about the movie. It's three hours long, but it does not feel three hours long. Yes, it does. Uh, okay, on the second watch, I felt it a tiny bit. But I, I, just, I don't know. I think it's one of Martin Scorsese's best, and he saved it for pretty late in his career to pull that off. I uh, okay. Uh, my number three is her. One hundred percent agree with everything you said. So realistic, great acting. Uh, it has to be so impossibly hard to do what he did. I mean, it's a computer. I mean, it's. I mean, of course, it's Scarlett Johansson, but he's talking to thin air. Yeah. Um And he makes it seem so real. Uh -huh. But the whole movie seems so real. Um, and it's funny. I remember the little blue guy that pops up for the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's hysterical. Yeah. But the whole world is so real. And I, I just feel like I was maybe not a friend, but there's some guy, some creepy guy behind Joaquin just watching his entire life. I love the phone like, sex scene. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Smother me with that cat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. And, it's yeah. it's it adds everything to it. There's so much. There's the drama. There's some real, really good sad parts. There is. There's some deep philosophy, like stuff to make you think, legitimately. Yeah. So I loved it. Yeah, me too. Good call there. Let's see if our number twos are the same. Gravity you for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, it switched. Okay. One of the best roller coaster thrill rides ever made. Um, it's my number. I'll just say it's not my number one. It that is? way we can talk about them. Okay, yeah. Both at the same time, because I'm sure I know what your number one is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's just it was a so it's perfectly cinematic. paced. Okay. Sorry. Okay, you go ahead. <laughs> perfectly paced, like hour and a half. Boom, boom, boom. You're never bored. Your heart's racing almost the entire movie. At least for me, it was uh, emotional to it. Those aren't words. It's pretty late now. There's an emotional impact I felt with Sandra Bullock's character. A lot of people have a problem with that part of the movie. I didn't. Where um, she per uh, sees uh, him coming in, like he kind of rescues. Yeah, and her. the stuff with her daughter and. Oh yeah. Like people were saying, it's just a simple contrived movie, but I, f I felt. It. I don't know. I felt. I fully felt it. Uh, I felt everything in this film, whether it was the desperation of getting. 
to the, the, the actual door when she's struggling and struggling because she's not able to really grasp onto the rope or whatever it was. Yes. Uh, the oxygen leaving um, her tanks. Also with George Clooney. I love George Clooney in this. Yeah. He plays what you kind of see him as being this kind of yes. lovable, arrogant guy. Um, but you feel the, the desperation of everything Sandra is going through, whether it's the the relief of finally getting in uh, or the, the fear of having a fire inside the cabin or seeing the debris coming toward you feel every last little thing because it's so immersive with the cinematography with the why th- uh, did you see it in 3d yes um, the 3d works so perfectly with the this direction film. i'll just say um, now i didn't say it then quran is my number one director that was the only difference between my top five directors and films okay and that's good so detail oriented everything it took him forever to make this movie and it shows the mise-en-scene the background everything is so perfect for what it is absolutely um and that's why i have it as my number one is because the story itself i feel has been told before um but certainly not in this way never in this way i think this is a milestone um in cinema i agree 100%. 100%. But the only thing that could beat it for me... Just 12 years. 12 years of slave. Your yeah. number two? My number two, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just such... It, I honestly think it's one of the top ten movies I've ever seen. Just from a craft standpoint, from the story standpoint, the emotional impact that it has, the performances, everything about it. I, I can't believe I watched it twice because... I kind of regret it. It's so hard to watch, but on purpose, because mm-hmm. it shows the impacts of these terrible slavery that that it had. And uh, Steve McQueen, just a masterpiece in every sense of the word. A lot of people say it's, how can you say that it's a good movie when it you don't want to watch it again, and it's so dark and disturbing, and of course slavery was bad. Well... This is more than just slavery is bad. This is this guy's personal story of being a slave, being a free man, free black man at that time, having a great life, being captive slave for 12 years, and finally getting back to his family. And when that moment happens at the end, mm-hmm. I nearly lost it the first time I saw it. I mean, <laughs> I was like trying to hold back tears so hard, but I don't know. I think it says more than just about being a slave as a black man in that time it could be how people in North Korea are slaves to King Jong-un and and how just be careful with your freedom you never know when it's going to get taken away (laughs) (laughs) I agree with some of the things you say I don't think I got emotionally attached as you did or as most people did I definitely felt the pain there was a ton of pain in this film um I think one of the best. I, I kind of it almost seems childish, but at one part they're dancing. The the mistress of the the master is making them dance. Just yeah. or no, no, he is. He's yes. making them dance, uh, and one of them does a misstep. It's Michael Fassbender, right? Yeah, he's making them mm-hmm. dance. Yep, and he throws no his wife. Oh, his, his Sarah wife Paulson. Does. Oh, she does. Okay, that's right. She throws a vase or mm-hmm. something. 
at one of the slave girls' face. Lupita Nyong'o. That was so cringeworthy. I guarantee, if it was in another film, it wouldn't have. I wouldn't have felt that pain. I had to turn my face away when I saw that. It was so painful. Um, throughout, but the whole film, though, I, the, my only problem with it is they added so many cameos. Um, wasn't Brad Pitt in it? Yeah. Uh, that didn't work. It felt really weird. He's the weakest part of the movie. Um, they, it doesn't ruin it. He though. added too many cameos to have cameos. Uh, Paul Giamatti, Benedict um, Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, he Actually, was really good. I like Benedict in this. Um, but you don't need to have cameos just to have star power. That's no. Why cheapen your film to do that? It didn't cheapen it that much. So that's why it's my number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it held it back just a hair for me. So that's why gravity is just my number hair? one. That's fair. Um, the th- weird thing about the ending is that it's that... when he's reunited that it's the saddest because you finally get the full picture of the time he lost. Mm-hmm. Like his daughter has a child of her own. Like that's it's crazy to put yourself in that situation. Absolutely. Well, yeah, those were the Red Box Awards. Yeah, it's been an entire year. Leading up to what we just did these last two hours. And it was... Was it worth it? It's up to you to decide. To me, it was. What's up to the audience to decide? (laughs) I thought it was up to me, personally. Um, But uh, next time you hear from us, we'll be back to our normal routine, our normal schedule. We'll be reviewing uh, Tusk. In our top five Kevin Smith movies. Extremely excited about. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm just extremely excited to see another one of his films. Yeah, I kind of am too. Uh, And also Dawn of the Planet of the Apes we'll talk about. I've seen it already, so. i got to see Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good too. I'll watch it soon. There you go. But as usual, you can catch us, shoot us an email, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Find us on Twitter at The Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at The Oil Report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher as well. And on Letterboxd, I'm at The Oil Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great year. Went down to the River Jordan Where John baptized three Where I walked the devil in hell Said Johnny baptized me I say roll, 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 ro